What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 137 of the Taste the Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Welcome back, Chris. It's been a little bit. Hey, thanks. Yeah. This is, is going to be the Chris episode. We've got a lot to talk about with Chris. Chris is here. Let's talk to him. But before we do that, uh, we've got a couple quick reminders to download and play Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remnant from the Ashes, Maquette, and you can download Farpoint, but we probably won't talk about it on Plus Club. All offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know we thought of those games, let you know we thought of them, and our game of the month uh, randomly picked, but also picked by someone in the community, Among Us, which we haven't played yet. I don't think any of us have played it yet. Maybe nope, maybe I, Chris has. I did. Okay, buy it. we'll talk about that. Uh, which is a uh, game of deception. You got to find out who the imposter is and fucking kick him out. Make sure to play that. Come back uh, at the end of the month for game of the month. We're going to discuss that as well. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, uh, we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel, further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing, if you're brand new. And uh, hashtag STLG on your comment if you'd like to be considered on TasteCast, where we read your comments. Otherwise, I pick a random. All right, uh, TasteCast, typically we start with what we've been playing, but Chris missed Plus Club and Game of the Month. So uh, before we jump into what we're playing, uh, I'm going to give Chris the floor. He can give us his impressions of the games, which were uh, Concrete Genie, Control. He did not get to play Destruction All-Stars and Path of Exile. Uh, tell us your impressions, give us your grade, and the floor's yours. Destruction All-Stars, like you said, didn't play it, so I can't grade it. Done with that one. Concrete Genie uh, is a really cute game. Uh, I really like the aesthetics of it. It kind of, as far as like the characters go, gives me a feel of Coraline aesthetics. Yeah, um, I agree. But like, so, like the word puppety kind of, the features in the face was kind of, mm. it's kind of weird. Um, but I like the overall idea of the game of kind of creating this art in the area around you to bring it back to life, to liven up everything. Um but the story I didn't really give two shits about. It's some kid feels angsty because he's not being picked on by the kids who are having problems. It was really predictable. Um, but it, it definitely feels like a game that was designed for VR. I turned off the the controls to make you know move your controller up and down to paint things. I just went straight for the analog sticks. Mm. I couldn't deal with that shit because it was not good. Um, but overall, it was a fun experience. I, I'm gonna give it a C plus. It, it's playable. It's fun. It'd probably be better if in VR. Um, hmm. Control, I really like this game only because I'm really into cryptozoology, you know, the study of like cryptids and things like that. And this really had those strong vibes of it. Um, beyond that, though, the gameplay was fine. Uh, it wasn't too challenging per se. I didn't, I played on anything normal, I didn't play anything crazy. Um, I didn't get super far into it. But I was enjoying it. I, did, I didn't really care about the, the, the lady and her background. I was just more interested in the cryptid part of it. Um, but I probably wouldn't go too much further into the game, to be honest, because it seems like it was more focused on her backstory than it was more on the cryptid cases. Um, C plus as well. It, it didn't really grab me too much. It was fun, but eh, whatever. Uh, and then Path of Exile, I've played multiple times in the past. Um, I'm a big fan of Diablo-style games, um, but... Every time I get into this game, I have grand ideas of how I'm going to play it, and I try to make that character, and the board begins to overwhelm me. Um, and that's just me. You know, I know a lot of people like this game, but on a personal note, it's a bit much for me. I, I'm glad it has creative freedom, but it almost feels too free, in my opinion. Like, there's no real, like, you kind of start in a set area to kind of build your character, kind of help you guide that kind of stuff, but it, it it's too much for me. I, I need a little more guidance, I think. Um, story, I 
I couldn't tell you what the story is because again, I don't give two shits about the story of this game. You just wash up on this island and you have powers. Congratulations. Go kill things. Yeah, you're in exile for for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Path path of exile. Hallways go (laughs) up, but it is fun if I can just kind of roll with it. Uh, Again, a C plus. Nothing crazy to grip me there, to be honest. Pretty C plusy month. Three C pluses. That's really interesting because I believe the first time we played Path of Exile, I gave it an A. So probably that's, that's quite the decrease, but uh, very interesting. Um, yeah. And then uh, when it came to Destruction All Stars, did you have any interest in playing it at all? I was curious as to like how it would play with like the what we saw from like cars and walking on foot. I was curious as to how that gameplay mechanics happen, but beyond that, I didn't really care. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That was pretty much where I was at before it came out. Like, I was curious because it's a PS5 game. So I was like, okay, I want to play mm-hmm. PS5 games, see what they're like. And then we played it, and it, it, it's fine, but it's like nothing amazing. Although, uh, yeah. to a lot of people's credit on Reddit, um, people loved Control, and a lot of people liked Destruction All Stars, like quite a bit. So that was really interesting. Um, though, uh, Concrete Genie seemed kind of mixed with people's reception, which I thought was really interesting. I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Although I had a lot of people tell me to get to the third act of the game, because I guess the game, like, towards the end of the game, it changes a lot, and I, I didn't beat it. I played it, I got the gist of it, and then I told a lot of people, like, oh, I should probably go back and play it, because, like, people were like, oh, the ending's, like, completely different than the rest of the game. And I'm like, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. one of the only games I've really played that has done something like that, not to compare the two, is, like, Metal Gear Solid. It's really like mm-hmm. playful in the way that the gameplay is uh, towards the end of their games. Like, it turns into like a fighting game and shit. So, uh, Metal Gear Solid Four, for you know, to be specific. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, you want to say on those games? That was very quick. I mean, they're not bad games. C plus is it's not a bad grade. It's passing grade. It's a little above mm-hmm. passing. So they're enjoyable to a certain level. I just don't see myself going back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, all right. Let's jump into what we've been playing. Um, let's start with the uh, Chevy. All right. Uh, I played uh, a little bit of Final Fantasy 14, mostly just a raid. Um, I am leveling my Astrologian right now to have all the healers leveled because I figure since I'm already playing a healer now and with the expansion announced and I'm adding another healer, I'm probably just going to kind of make sure that I am prepared to, uh, adjust any changes that might happen. Like if I decide I don't like white mage, I all have the other options available to me. Um, so that's kind of my thought process right now. Plus I need to Omni 80 and I've just been real lazy about it. So trying to do that right now. Um, and then played a little bit of Minecraft, very little bit. Um, I have an idea for a couple projects right now, but they're both massive and kind of intimidating. So I'm waiting until I'm just like, okay, let's do it. So, uh, I made Chris a present he won't go get does he know what it is probably a vague idea i have a vague idea of some sort of shield waiting for me in a treasure chest yes i i uh i won't tell you what the design is but i made a designed shield uh that has uh fully full enchantments on it so make dick on the front you can take wool and make banners and then you can put layers on the banners to with other dyes and colors to make designs, and then you can mix your banner with your shield, and it puts the design on the shield. That's so much shit to that game. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so yeah. Uh, other than that, I I'm still trying to like 
slowly gear up because I do want to eventually get to the point where, uh, even though I'm sure people who play a lot of Minecraft are like, you can't do it in like two hours, but, you know, I want to go fight the Ender Dragon, unlock the end and stuff like that, so. And, yeah, other than that, I played the game I can't pronounce, uh, Mar Marquette? Maquette. Maquette. Why do I keep adding an R? Um, market. <laughs> I'm going down to the market can't talk to about, solve some puzzles. Can't talk about it too much, but it is absolutely a puzzle game. If in case you had any spoiler doubts. alert. So, so yeah, is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's all I've, I. I've been uh, pretty tired last week, so I just haven't been playing a whole lot of anything. So, well, let Chris unpack his gigantic sack of fucking games he uh, promised. Luke. <laughs> this. Let's see if you can get, guess the theme of the games I've been playing lately, because there is kind of a theme to it all. It's really weird. Um, so I've been playing uh, Slay the Spire, uh, which is a really fun kind of roguelike card game combo thing. It's really cool. It's really. I just started today, though, so I only have like maybe an hour or two into it, but so far I'm enjoying it. I got oh, so into that game there. that I was looking for it on phone. I was like, why isn't this on phone? Why isn't this on phone? I think it is now, but at the time it wasn't. And there were so many fucking like uh like ripoff versions of it and a lot of them are really oh. fun but like when i played slay the spire but like when like i played it fucking uh i was like this is a really cool idea why is this not on phone this is like the perfect fucking mobile game and then i found a bunch of ripoff ones i think it is on mobile now though but uh but yeah it's 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 definitely fun there's a lot of, like once you play that game there's gonna be other card games just like it that you're gonna want to play like there's like oh, that's no, a whole genre card now. Games. <laughs> Uh, um, our style is kind of reminds me of Flash. Oh yeah, um, it's not a bad thing. Old Flash games. It's kind of nostalgic for me, but the gameplay is really fun overall, so far. Um, I've also been playing here and there bits of the Strange Brigade, uh, which I bought a while back, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I need to get more people in it with me, but because uh, the challenge is, I'm hoping that it gets more challenging with more people. It does, and the puzzles um, get more complex. Okay, good, because I'm just, like, breezing through everything. Like, I've died yeah. maybe once in the game. Yeah, I I bought that. I played it by myself for a while, and then I got, like, three other people to buy it, and I've only gotten one of those three people to play with me once. And and people keep looking at me like, this game looks kind of cool. I'm like, it is. Somebody fucking play with me. Like, <laughs> just somebody. So yeah. maybe me and you can play. Fuck yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying it, even on my own. Just, I think it's really I neat. I love all the character varieties and how they all have special like perks to them. and mm -hmm. It's just a lot of fun. It's a, yeah. It's got a lot of character to it. It's like that... Uh, I couldn't tell you the time period. What is it? Where they had like blimps were really popular in like motion pictures. And, and they talk like this all the time. You see? Yeah, it's, and, it's oh, like the, the, adventure. the early 1900s. It, it, yeah. Playing that game always kind of reminds me of standing in line for the Indiana Jones ride at <laughs> Disneyland. Exactly. I'm just like, every level I run through, I'm like, am I in line for the Indiana Jones ride right now while shooting shit? That'd be kind of a cool way to wait in line. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun, though. I'm really enjoying it. All the characters have unique lines, and, and even the, the narrator makes unique comments about each character, which is really cool. I'm I really thought he was going to be annoying, and in a way, he's like really campy and dorky, but like I kind of mm. love him. Because he like really makes the experience feel like an old timey movie. Yeah, yeah, he re it really does. I, and I found in the options you can turn that voice off, which mm -hmm. is nice for those who don't enjoy that. But it, like you said, it really does add to the appeal of the gameplay and the atmosphere of it. It just it's a lot of fun. Yeah, can't be fun. <laughs> um, I've also been playing fourteen, of course, raiding. Uh, but most of the time I've been actually playing Blue Mage, 
outside of raiding. Uh, I got to 70. I did all of what's called the carnival, which is like the blue mage specific challenges. I beat all of those. Uh, the only thing I have left to do is get all the new 70 like raid and dungeon <laughs> abilities. Which I can't really do on my own at the moment. Um, so I just need to get a group of people to uh, hop in with me and do that. Never. So I'm going to take a four <laughs> at least. Although I, I did see a video of someone soloing Hell's Cure as a blue mage. So apparently that's possible. So that was crazy. I mean, that sounds rough. I don't know what it is. There's a mechanic in the raid that uh, you have uh, circles on the ground that every single person in the raid has to stand on and face the direction of the arrows on the circle. Otherwise, the boss gets damage up buff and will kill you. So I'm not sure. I haven't watched the full video of how they do it. Um, I'm sure they just mit- they do the, the damage mitigation through it. But I don't know. It's it's a crazy fight that you have to have. Like If you're not doing Blue Mage, apparently you need everybody for so, hmm. Blue Mage is a kind of buff. But they're fun. Um, I've also been playing Doom Eternal. Interesting. This is my first time ever playing a Doom game. Like, ever. You should probably play 2016, um, but yeah. Well, I mean, now a bunch of them are on, on uh, Game Pass, so I have the option to play almost, all, I think, all of them at this point. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely challenging. I'm not used to having to constantly, constantly be on the run while shooting, and I mean constant, like running away, like scrounging for shit for your life. So they got Dean Takahashi. They're like, don't stop moving. He's like, okay. And like, even when there wasn't enemies, he was like constantly like, I can't stop moving. Yeah. I was like, uh-oh, yeah. they got him. Don't don't stop. Don't stop. Um, I'm enjoying it, though. It's it's a unique experience for me, so it's a lot of fun blowing up demons and watching gore splatter everywhere as I chainsaw people in half. The really interesting um, thing with Doom 2016, but more particularly, it seems, in my own personal experience, uh, Doom Eternal, is a lot of people A lot of people like the games, which is cool, but a lot of people who don't typically play FPSs like them as well, specifically mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. I've talked to a bunch of people who don't play FPSs that love that game. And it's, and it's really mm-hmm. weird because it, it, it takes after like one of the quintessential FPSs. It is, at its core, 100% an fps and it's also Mm -hmm. like old school fps you're constantly moving it's not like a cover shooter it's not like a take your fucking time kind of shooter i know maybe it's all the colorful fucking shit that flies out of you when you kill them i don't know because it's like a gory game (laughs) otherwise like it's just it's a really interesting thing to see um and hear from people because like there's so many shooters out there and that one for some reason really resonated with a lot of people Part of it is the map exploration, trying to solve the puzzles to get the hidden items. Part of it is also trying to figure out the different types of, I think, gore kills, I think is what they call them, the finishers. Glory uh, glory kills? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you can, depending on what uh, direction you come out of the monster from, you do different attacks. So I'm definitely trying to like figure out like different like ones I can do all mm-hmm. the time. All the time. It's a lot of fun to see the different ways of eviscerating your enemy. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy too how like uh, how it flows because even in 2016, you'll be like running through a crowd shooting people and just like ripping a dude's arm off and shoving down his throat and fucking all sorts of shit and just cutting people in half and kicking through people and stuff like that. And it's like they they did a real it's and it's cool because it's like it's part of the gameplay too. It's not just like oh see what you can do when you kill people like you you need mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah, yeah, because you get like health and stuff back mm-hmm. for it. It's really nice. My favorite so far is the the big spider brain things. I don't yeah. know what mm-hmm. they're called. I like getting behind them and just 
pushing them over, like cow tipping them onto their tops. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> They've been around since the old school ones. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've also been playing. I played a lot, a large chunk of Overwatch lately. Uh, nothing crazy really to pour there. Just just some Overwatch stuff. Kind of enjoying it with some friends here and there. Um, I played a game called Rimworld, mm-hmm. which is kind of like I don't know how to describe it. It's like a base building, but two D over the top style survival game. Um, my brother got it and he tried to get me, he wants me to play it. So I got into it and, uh, it's, it's a fun game, but there's a lot of shit that can happen. That's really overwhelming at first. It's very complex controlling who can go where and who can do what and what times they work and what they can do when they work and who does this and who does that. And a while back that game was gaining hype. And I so saw, of course I was looking into it. I'm like, what is this? Why does everybody keep talking about the shit? And like, I started reading about it and watching videos. I'm like, that seems overwhelming. Like, I don't even, that sounds like there's a lot of shit to that game. And I was like, I'll, co- I'll come to it later. Maybe I've seen a couple <laughs> streamers playing it lately. Interesting. Mm. It is very overwhelming at first, but once you get the initial, I think once the initial setup is done of controlling who does what by stats and where they can go, it goes a lot smoother. Like things just kind of, flow after a while so it's a lot of fun it's 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 really enjoyable to see your base come together and and painstaking when you get raided by large groups of enemies just very painful (laughs) um i've also been playing second extinction here and there just kind of run around doing solo missions kind of leveling up gathering skins things like that nothing really crazy to report there just kind of run around as the sniper man because I can stealth and I really like to be able to get out of combat and heal when I want to. <laughs> um, I've played the Outriders demo and I beat it with all but one character class so far. Um, it's a really fun game, mm-hmm. but it it reminds me a lot of Destiny, but it's more of like a muted palette tone then Destiny has got more realistic colors in your the world and your characters until you do your abilities. And that's when the really the flashiness of the game comes out. Like the colors are very vibrant when you do them, the attacks are very big and grand. Um the talent trees are really, really diverse and, and interesting to look at. Um unfortunately in the demo you can only get like the first talent. So you can't really explore too much of that. And I get that that's fine. Uh gameplay is it's not bad, but it feels a little repetitive. Um, and I can always tell when I'm about to be in an arena fight because there'll be a bunch of cover out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it follows the up. Gears of War formula. Like, you walk into mm-hmm. a room, and I'm just like, here it comes. And, like, yeah. just a bunch of dudes show up as soon as you get in the room, and which is no big deal. A lot of games. I mean, the early Uncharted games did that. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's it's a typical thing. But, yeah, the, the game is... Uh, very you can tell it's coming pretty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like easily pretty yeah from far away very easily uh, the two classes i enjoy the most are like the the rogue class i can't remember i can't remember the, name of the classes at the moment the rogue one is like the lightning smells yeah the trickster uh i really like that one a lot and then the tank class which is like all the earth damage abilities mm-hmm. um particularly because they get health back when they do damage in like melee range yeah um so I don't have to worry about being over, overrun. I can just run in and blow shit up, which I feel like the the tank class actually does really, really well. They are really good at just getting in there and just kind of decimating groups of enemies. It's really fun. Um, I hate 
the fire glass. I despise it. I think it's I the worst. I love that you hate it. One. That's the one everyone kept telling me they love. So I hate that I one. Tried. It's the worst one. It's the worst one. I despise it. It has. It feels like it has the least amount of synergy with its abilities. I, I hate it. Huh. I, don't I was just turned the, off by the, the idea of, of a fire uh, class because like. It'll be fine, but it, like in everything, you know, fire damage, burning, yeah. it's 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 typical. It's like what I expected. And so when I played mm-hmm. it as well, like I looked at the trickster first and I also looked at the, um, I forgot what they're called, but the person uses uh, like their environment. Um, uh, it's the like range. the long range I, I call person. I like the range support. Yeah. yeah. And those are the two that sound the most interesting to me uh, mm-hmm. before I mm-hmm. played it. I guess I should probably say I did play that too. Yeah, I was about to say you played that. Yeah, yeah. and the only character <laughs> I've tried is the Pyro, and I haven't beaten it yet. I, he loves I, it. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get far enough to like really have a solid opinion. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the guns feel okay. They don't feel like they have a super amount of impact. The only ones I really like are it, it's shotguns and surprisingly sniper rifles. So the only ones that really feel like they have strong impact shotguns because just you know the damage you can you can really blast people up close when they need to. And sniper rifles, if you get a headshot, those bitches are fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't take much of the sniper rifle in this game to kill people, which I really like. A lot of games you play like sniper rifles to try to balance it out to be like a little bit weaker. It takes a lot more headshots to kill enemies. It just does critical damage. This they feel really impactful, and I really like that about it. Um, so I tend to just run around with a shotgun because I play the tank class, and I just want to get up and fuck people's faces. And when I run out of shotgun shells, I retreat and <laughs> start sniping. What a I played with somebody who played the tank class, but I forgot what they said. They have like a slam move. Yeah, they have like a conal slam attack. Yeah, it radiates out from them. It's really nice. And then some kind of iron skin out. move, and then something else. Hmm. The iron, yeah, they have iron skin. They have the the the, the basically like a landslide type ability where they just make the ground attack and a cone in front of them. And then the third one, I want to say, it has something to do with your bullets. Because it seems like all of the classes, the third ability has something to do with adjusting the damage of your bullets. But I can't remember off the top of my head now. It's been it's been a little while since I played the demo, since I beat it with all the classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I never used it on any of the classes, the, the damage adjusting bullet skill. I never used it. I always used the first two. That's all I ever needed to use. Yeah. Do you get a chance to play with anybody? Uh, I played with Scream and Katari. Okay. But I at least had a group session with that so that was fun so it's fun it, like i said it feels like destiny you know that kind of like hub based co-op shooter uh rpg-esque feel to it yeah i'm not completely sold on it just because it does feel a little hollow overall and the characters i can't really get into them it just feels like generic story-wise i just i don't care about being a space cowboy sorry <laughs> Yeah, and a borderline sociopathic space cowboy because like he's like, you know, I'm here to help the team, and then some people are like, well, you're a god, why are you helping them? And you're like, well, I, you know, who else gonna help them? And then other like in other situations, you shoot somebody just without even thinking yeah. about it. You're like, hey, buddy, you're like, boom, and kill him. And someone's like, hey, thanks for helping me. You're like, I wasn't helping you. And like he's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> like, why? Why does he just not give a shit about life? Yeah, he, it seems inconsistent, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely, definitely a space cowboy, just kind of a sketchy one. Yeah, 
I don't. I'm not completely sold on it, to be honest. I that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on buying it yet, just because I don't know. It just feels like it's missing something. You have till April first. Color palette doesn't appeal to me, or the storyline doesn't appeal to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last game I have on my list that I've been playing lately is uh, Minecraft Dungeons, just because I haven't really want to put too much thought into something else at the moment gameplay wise i just kind of want to sit back and play a game so i'm playing minecraft dungeons where i play as an archer and i just walk around and right click everything to death i don't have to use my buttons i just literally sit over the mouse and just click 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 click. yeah i guess it's pretty simplistic it's, it's very so it's very simplistic I, I, mean, I really don't have much of a report on that it's just it's just a simplistic diablo-esque shooter or not shooter diablo-esque dungeon crawler i almost I, enjoyed it more on my phone through Game Pass than on my computer. Mm-hmm. So I'm playing on PC. I'm like, I want to play like a fucking like robust game. But then on my phone, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to. I, I don't. I'm not gonna fucking sit here and like get into some kind of deep gameplay on my phone. So like that game, I'm just like, oh, I'll just mash the button and kill things. Oh, modifications. <laughs> I like modifications. Let's see if I beat the level. And that's that's yeah. it. That's the experience. That, that's pretty much all I do with it too. I really like the B abilities. Where I can just summon bees to attack people mm-hmm. for me. That's really fucking nice. I can just put down the bees nest and kind of stand there and let them go to town. It's funny because when I played that game, I was like, oh, it's kind of like a cool take on Minecraft. Like it's adding like some fancy elements and like making it seem a little more actiony while being in that world. And you guys talk about them like, did you just take some ideas from actual Minecraft now? Like mm-hmm. that's how far I'm out, out of Minecraft that I am. I'm just like, hop on the server fuck? sometime. <sighs> just, yeah. Claim some land, and then you can come oh, back I'll to claim later. fucking a whole goddamn continent. There's plenty of... There's I got plenty. cities to build. <laughs> so. I'm stressed out just thinking about it. It's too big. My ideas are too big. Not like Rob digging fucking holes. Every goddamn server I've ever played with him in Minecraft, he digs holes. Mm-hmm. What's, why is Rob a mole, man? <laughs> this time, it's a, his hole is like an upside-down pyramid. Yeah, it would be because he's got to change the hole up. He's already made <laughs> fucking a hole that's like a square, perfect square. And he went down and dug out all the lava parts, smoothed out the walls. And then the center, there was a fucking like tower thing, I think. Then he had a shack yeah. and somebody put a bunch of dynamite under his shack. <laughs> he's got a tiny little house now that he wants uh, Chris to decorate. But Did somebody put he, fucking he TNT asked under it? to decorate it. And I go out to it, and it's like a five by five square house. I'm like, I can't decorate this. There's no fucking space. Yeah, how would you decorate that? He hasn't been playing anyways. Put so. some flowers around it. <laughs> he's got it pretty well decorated on the outside. He's, he's he, very much like a uh, what do you call it? a Zen garden feel. That was, to that it. was what he was going for. And it's funny too because he's just like I just grabbed random stuff that I had on me and and just put it places. And I was like, it worked. So good job. Mm-hmm. So. It works, but there's there's no space in that to decorate with because you need a lot of space to make furniture and things like that. Like you need a lot of space. I, don't know, I got the tiny little house, and I managed to to pack it full of stuff. So, yeah, your tiny house—it's tiny. Uh huh. Mole men do not need a lot of space on ground level like us ground walkers. Even all his like uh, decorate his whole <laughs> facility at his little facility <laughs> there, or whatever. All of the like the useful stuff's all underground. <laughs> it's got two xp farms and uh and his nether portal are, are all underground so. i feel like if rob had the ability in real life he would dig a big hole and live in there as long as he had internet <laughs> no comment <laughs> i'm just seeing a pattern right 
someone keeps repeating something, I'm going to start thinking that's on their mind a lot. Yeah. He's just channeling his inner Shia LaBeouf, all right? True. Probably. probably I would, I'll, even if that's not true, I'd believe it. I'll be, I believe it. He's in the movie Holes. Yep. His kid. Rob's favorite movie. He goes down in his hole and watches that movie. I hope he watches this episode. <laughs> Can always tag him in Discord. It, uh, yeah, it's a lot that of work. doesn't do you any good. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't check Discord at all. No, no. Uh, he's in a hole oh, yeah. somewhere. That, that's all the games I've been playing. Five shooters. Yeah. Mr. I don't like shooters. Yeah, you're getting fucking buck wild. It's really weird. It's but they're all like except for Overwatch, they're all like PvE co op shooters. Yeah. Well Doom single player, but yeah. Well those are always the shooters yeah. too I try and recommend to you and Chevy because I know you guys will play a shooter if it's not like against other people because that's just not really mm-hmm. you guys' cup of tea. Um yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely I, I said last time too on Taste Cast I want to play Second Extinction more and you're playing it, but uh that you're playing Strange Brigade. I'm like fucking finally somebody's playing it. I gotta <laughs> catch that wave before it disappears. Cause like I've had that game for a while, and I'm like, hey, everybody buy it. And they're like, kill okay, we'll buy it, I'll buy it, buy it. So people got on sale. Josh bought a full fucking price, and then goddamn, he, he didn't play it. No, he plays it. I played with Cody one time. He's like, it's pretty fun. I'm like, yeah, it is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. That was my best Cody impression. It's pretty fun. He sounds <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um. So that's everything. That's everything. All right. I also played the Outriders demo. Um, I'm going to clear the air right now. I've been very judgmental in this game, and I still am judgmental in certain parts, but I thought this game was going to be a complete piece of shit, and I'm glad to say it's not. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Um, It definitely has issues, but a lot of games do. Uh, I will be buying it when it comes out. Um, I definitely look forward to playing it. When I was done with the demo, I was like, I I was going to play through all the classes like you did, but I played through the Trickster uh, all the way to 7 on PS4, and then I did the same thing on PC. Because uh, after I played on PS4, I'm like, I like this game. I bet it plays better on PC. And holy shit, <laughs> it plays so much better and looks so much better. That I was like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to play on PC. Luckily, it's got crossplay. You can play with fucking anybody anywhere. That's amazing on on you know the demo and launch. But anyway... Um, I was going to play all the classes. I decided against it because I enjoyed playing it so much that I don't want to get myself burnt out on it before yeah. it comes out. Um, but yeah, played the trickster, got him to level seven, did all the content, uh, repeated some of the content to start grinding for gear. And I was like, I'm not going to do this because by the time the game comes out and I start playing again, none of this gear is going to matter. Um, <laughs> game comes out so- just like look at all this legendary shit. Oh, I'm already kind of decked out. And I'm just like, <laughs> then I'm going to hit level eight and it's not going to matter. So it's like, fucking who gives a shit? Um, even in my comments on the stream, they're like, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Jeremy was like, um, he's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to like you know burn myself out on that either. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this. So that was it. I played the played the trickster, and uh, it was really fun. Um, I have not played the other classes, but I watched two of them be played, and they looked interesting as well. I still haven't seen one play the pyro uh, character, but that's the one I keep hearing about. Everybody keeps going, hey, you played that one? You played that one? I have not. I haven't seen anybody play it. Um, you go like this. And then they catch on fire. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, the thing I really like about the trickster um, <laughs> is they play with time, so they're able, they're able to teleport to other uh, enemies, but they teleport behind them, and the enemy actually has to turn around. A lot of games, you teleport to things, and they're like looking at you already, shooting you, and it kind of feels like shit. So at least it feels like a move, feels like an ability I want to use. 
Then I got a modification that does damage when I land behind somebody, so that was kind of cool. So it incentivized me to start teleporting more in crowds. Um, they got the uh, time slowdown bubble. Uh, I extended that thing out, so it's huge now. Um, it's really neat. Slows down everything in the bubble. What's cool about that is when you're playing with people, uh, it's kind of tricky to do like time manipulation stuff uh, in multiplayer. But they do it. Inside the bubble, everything just moves slower. The enemies move slower. Also, you see bullets traveling. You can actually dodge them, which is really fucking sick. Um, and then he's got a blade he can swing across, and it's really satisfying. Because at first, you swing, and like, there's no impact. You're like, what the fuck was that? And people are still shooting at you, and you're like, what the hell? And he just like, <laughs> swung a flashlight at him, like, wah! trying to scare them but then they all stop and they go and they start like stretching out to like this like skeleton thing and if they die they just go and they just dissipate and it's super satisfying when you go into a crowd and just go boom and just watch them all go and just disappear it's like it's like that scene in terminator 2 when the, the nuke goes off they're holding the fence yeah just, exactly uh and it's cool too because even like uh you know bigger boss type enemies or stronger enemies even if they don't die from it, they still pause for a second and do the skeleton thing and then they'll like come back and it kind of gives you a second. Uh, you also get health for killing things in close range, um, which is kind of crazy because like there was and uh, the stream's up. You can you can watch it if you want. Um, there was a part towards the end of it where we were in like this combat scenario that we were getting our ass fucking like we we're all like kind of hunkered down, like getting shot at. And like I started getting hit a lot from the side by a sniper, and I was almost dead. I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna die!" And instantly, I was like, "Wait!" And I just like teleported into the crowd and start unloading, and I was just getting my health back. And like I was getting shot while trying to kill people as fast as I could, and I was just like getting my health back up. And uh, I was like, "Whoa, I can't believe that fucking worked out. That was dope." Yeah, so it's it's really strange because like my first uh, reaction when I was playing was to like take cover and be real like slow going and, and safe and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then I was just slowly dying because of yeah. that and then i said screw it and i started like spamming abilities and shooting at people and then my health would go mm-hmm. i was like oh okay yeah so. it's like incentivizing you to get into the, uh, the yeah. action so um but yeah i mean like uh, i post in the discord this it's also on that stream but like pretty much my quickie review of the game uh my pros are the combat's fun that was the big thing. That's something I actually kind of said before I even played the game. I kind of theorized. I thought the combat was going to be fun because the people who made this made Boltstorm, and I'm not a fan of Boltstorm at all. Not a fan. But there's creative ideas in the combat. Mm-hmm. So they have ideas. They just got to execute them. And I think they execute on them well in this game. So it wasn't a surprise. Cool classes. Uh, all the classes I've seen so far I think are neat. Uh, intriguing story. Uh, regardless of some of the weaker elements and the characters and stuff like that, I think the story is kind of cool. I like the simplicity of, I'm going to get into a spoiler real quick, so if you don't want to hear that, skip forward 10 seconds from now. 20 seconds, maybe. Um, I like that you go to another planet because you got to leave Earth because it's destroyed for whatever reason. One of the colony ships gets destroyed. The other one makes it while you know determining if you're going to you know drop down the colony uh, pods or whatever. Some shit goes awry. And you get fucking frozen, which uh, was already interesting. Then you wake up, and the whole place is just a shit show. And like, place. and like a whole history has happened now. Mm-hmm. There's this war happening and stuff. And I'm like, this is a cool story. Even if this story ends up being shitty by the time you beat the game, I really like. It's it's not an idea I see in like a lot of sci-fi games. Most sci-fi games are just like up the covenants here. You better fucking fight off the aliens. I'm like, okay, I've done that in every game. Um, but this got like really kind of creative and like. It's simple, but 
effective. And mm-hmm. I, I think the story is really cool, honestly. If they fuck it up, that's on them. But the story that they wrote, I think, is a good one. Uh, the voice acting is way better than I thought it was going to be. It's mm-hmm. not amazing, but it's not bad at all. Some of the people talk dorky, but like all the voice actors are very competent. Every single one of them. Even the main guy, even though he's tonally kind of all over the fucking place. He goes from being the Mr. Understanding, I'm the hero, to like, I'm a gunslinging fucking cowboy who doesn't give a shit who the fuck he kills. War is war, and like, you know, you can't tell me any lessons about death. I've seen it all. Um, the co-op, chop in, drop out, really easy to do. Uh, worked great, except for we had a couple crashes, but uh, I, I appreciate that. The game's got loot. Uh, creative skill mods. Uh, when you start getting blue items and above, they start altering your uh, skills, which is really cool and in really fun ways. Not just like, you know, plus two on this and right. minus two on this, but plus five on that. Like it's they like start, Diablo three. They start modifying. actually changing shit up, and I really like that because it it, it kind of adds an element to your build. They were like uh, skill trees. That's definitely a, pl- a plus. Uh, and the skill trees aren't like crazy. It's not Path of Exile. I don't want it to be, <laughs> but uh, it's bigger than I thought it'd be. It's got three branches, essentially. You mm-hmm. can kind of inter- like go between the branches, it seems. So it'd be really interesting to see where that goes as you play it. And then I think the world tier system is really interesting because you can have it activated to automatically uh, increase your world tier. There's 15 world tiers, and these increase difficulty, but also increase your XP and loot gain or something like that. Um, and then you can turn that off as well if you just want to play on like world tier 4 the whole time or something like that. Um, I think it's a cool system. Uh, I got to like four or five in the demo. Um, I guess a bunch of people uh, were like grinding in the demo and like trying to get their world tier built up so they get better and better loot. So when the game comes out, they'll all be irrelevant, but they're not thinking ahead, I guess. Um, Although you can break your shit down. So maybe they're just thinking about resources. I don't know. And then uh, my cons are combat can feel hollow. Uh, so I think the combat is really satisfying and fun, but sometimes, uh, it can feel floaty. It can feel, uh, like the guns, the enemies move when you hit them, which I appreciate. Uh, they'll kind of stumble around and shit, but the guns all feel kind of the same. There's Mm -hmm. like, they don't, there's no, there's no impact. There's nothing to it. There's nothing visceral about it. So it can kind of feel, eh. And like I said, that sword swing, swing itself, you don't get like a, sound you don't get no impactful anything it's just when they pop you enjoy that part so it's it's weird um main character is inconsistent and a dork sometimes i kind of went over that already uh kill box arena combat can feel repetitive uh you walk into an arena you fight a bunch of shit you kill it i'll do it it's fun and in co-op i wasn't thinking about as much because it's it's kind of fun to like strategize when all the aggro is not on you yeah i can sneak up behind people take them out and shit but still, I'm just—I'm not a huge fan of just being in a box and fighting waves until I've met the quota and now I can leave. That gets kind of boring, and a bunch of games do it. Anytime I mention that in a game, people are like, "But this game—I do- know." I just—I'm not a fan of that in any game. Um, and uh, cutscenes can lag or be out of sync with the audio. I saw this on PS4 and on uh, PC. Way worse on console. But it still happened on PC. There's this weird lag. The game ran perfectly smooth. And then the cutscenes would start and it would have like a weird chug to it. And I'm like, hopefully they, they'll patch it. But I'm like, that's weird. Um, and then, yeah, easily overlooked random jank, meaning that there is a lot of random jank in the game. 
but it's easily overlooked. It, none, none of it's like detrimental. None of it changes my experience. Everyone else, I just go like, oh, that guy's cape is clipping through the thing he's sitting on. Oh, his leg is through the that thing, or all this stuff that just feels like you know, as much as this probably had a pretty big budget, it's not like a triple A, but, but even games like, you know, battlefield and should have all sorts of jank. So yeah, not really, there's not really any excuse for it. There's just, there's just jank to the game, but, um, but yeah, overall, uh, it was, it was a, it was a decent surprise. I had a sneaking suspicion. I'd probably enjoy the game enough, but not as much as I did enjoy it. It's not the best thing ever, but I definitely had fun with it and I will be playing it day one. Uh, cause I want to continue playing it. I really enjoyed playing it with, uh, Sarah and, uh, psycho scream. Um, well, he's just playing with everybody. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's he gets around. Um, I was streaming, and he and as soon as I got as soon as I got to the air, he's like, "All right, open up friend uh, for co-op," and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Just go into your options." And I was like, "Can you do it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And someone else is like, "No, don't you have to get to the thing?" He's like, "No, no, just open it." And I'm like, "I didn't even tell anybody <laughs> to join the game," but he's just like, "Let me in," and, I'm like, and I let him in. He'll do that sometimes too, with like you're in voice chat, and if it's locked, he's like, "Let me in that voice chat." <laughs> he's real good at inviting himself in um but it, it was fun uh played with him and sarah and uh uh it, it it's the game's already fun i could definitely play by myself but that's every game i can play by myself pretty easily but um it's definitely a game that felt better with people that's and then of course you get the benefit like in a game like diablo or something like that where you get rewarded for having more people and stuff like that so that's always awesome but uh but yeah, I was uh, I was wrong, and I'm glad to say that because uh, I want all games to be good. So those, those are the best times to be wrong, though. Sure, yeah. I, I was like that. <laughs> that game's gonna. And I've been saying this. I'm on record for fucking ever at this point. When they said that there was gonna be a demo for this, I was like, good, because that's a game I was never gonna fucking touch. I saw a game like yeah. that. Shit looks generic as fuck. I don't want to play that Gears of War game. And then the demo got announced. You brought it up to me. I'm like, eh, I'll try it. This is the only way they're gonna get me to play it anyway. And I play. I'm like, okay, I like it. <laughs> so good this is why demos existed at one point um but yeah games game solid it's got some weaknesses for sure um it's got some jankiness to it and uh some of the characters can be kind of dorky but uh overall really like it um moving on played remnant from the ashes that is a game uh that we will be playing and talking about on plus club so I can't talk about it too much. I have talked about it in the past, though, on the channel, but I won't talk about my experience this month. But you can watch a four-hour gameplay video of me playing it, so you can probably get an idea of my impressions there. Um, I am playing it on console for Plus Club to talk about it there, but I have already played this game since it's been out on PC, and so I've been continuing to play it on PC. So when I talk about it on the show, I will be talking about the PlayStation uh version but uh but i am playing it on pc because i would prefer that game like my aim on consoles fine on pc i'm fucking someone called me john wick at one point it was, i was just fucking popping people um but uh but yeah i've been playing that uh i played the uh and i'm gonna let people know uh the dlcs on console Right now, are on sale. They're typically ten bucks a pop. There's two of them. They're six dollars right now, so not that big, but it's a ten dollar DLC. It's six dollars is a pretty big chunk off. Um, 
If you don't know what those are, and, and this isn't for Plus Club, you just buy these if you want to play them. It's a good time to do it. Uh, there's one called Swamp of Courses or something like that, and that essentially adds a roguelike survival mode where you start with a pistol and you move forward, you get stuff, and the further you get, you get like materials to craft with, I guess. Um, I haven't experienced that. I haven't done it yet, but it's there, and that's a $10 DLC. I think it adds a couple more things, $6 on console. Um, and then the other DLC is subject 2970-something. I don't know. It's it's some number. And that actually adds um, a new section on Earth, a new snow map, um, which is big. Uh, we were playing it on that stream. Go check it out if you're curious about that. And uh, adds like five or six new bosses and like eight new weapons. So quite a bit of stuff for $10, $6 on console. So if you're curious about that, check that out for sure. And uh, we will talk about Remnant from the Ashes uh, at the end of this month. But I have definitely played it, so uh, I'll have a lot to say about it. And then the last game I've played, uh, thanks to Cody... He's like, hey, have you heard of Hypercharge Unboxed? I can never remember the name of that game. I have to like look That's at it. That's a weird name. Yeah. Well, what do you think that is? Hypercharge Unboxed? Yeah. The first part makes me think it's a space game. The last part throws me off bad, though. So, yeah, I don't know. Space boxing. Yeah. It is a tower defense, cooperative tower defense game where you play as action figures. Interesting. Cody recommended this game to me. <laughs> he's like, have you played this? I'm like, I've never even heard of it. And he's like, it's Tower Defense. I'm like, you're playing a Tower Defense? That's cool. I like fucking. Still made and he's like, yeah, he's telling me about, a little bit about it. And yeah, it's weird. And uh, and he's talking about Tower Defense. I'm like, I like Tower Defense. And he's like, yeah, it's got co-op. I'm like, I like co-op. Um, Interesting. And yeah, I I, uh, I bought it. I, it. As soon as he even told me, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. And I just bought it. Um and uh, I think it's like 20 bucks, something like that. But uh, it's four-player co-op. You can play with bots as well. So if you're playing by yourself, you can have you can play by yourself, tower defense, or you can have bots play with you, um, which is interesting. Uh, it's got 10 levels. Each level has secrets to find. I was like running around the first level. is a huge like bedroom, very detailed. Like it's impressively detailed. Um, and I was like trying to find the way on top of the closet and there's like a, one of the three collectibles back there I had to find and it, all, all sorts of stuff. But anyway, it's, it's a tower defense game. Uh, these random action figures will come and attack your, uh, towers. Essentially you, every character has three cards with them equipped. Uh, each card you can put down as towers, um, as you play unlock more cards. So I assume, I can only imagine that later in the game when you're playing with a bunch of people, you all can bring different towers to kind of diversify your roster, possibly. Um, and yeah, they just kind of come marching in. There's a bunch of different types of enemy types. Uh, it it's kind of feels like Quake because you're like jumping off like um, uh, little booster things all oh, throw you across the room. Gotcha, and gotcha. you have a machine gun and uh, you can play in third person or first person. Um, also the, the team that made this game is like, I think like six people or something. And the game's like really good looking it. Uh, I don't know if it's on unreal or what, but it has like a photorealistic look to it. And it's really impressive for an indie game. I was looking, at it, I was like, wow, this game looks really good. Um, also it's interesting. You start, uh, just with a base machine gun and in the level, like random parts will just spawn uh, between every wave when you're running around grabbing like coins and stuff like that to buy new towers, stuff like that. And uh, you pick up like scopes and stuff like that and start modifying your gun 
so it's almost like a roguelike in that sense too which is kind of interesting hmm. um and then yeah you survive the waves you beat the level you get rewarded you play that one again on a harder difficulty you play one of the next nine levels i've only played one i think i just unlocked a bathroom so that's interesting um i really kind of dig the idea of i don't i don't get the action figure thing like i don't know why i don't know why it's toy story but i like the idea of like just like um oh god what's that fucking survival game where you're shrunk oh uh it's on game pass chris i didn't rare make it Uh, yeah Anyway, I like I like the grounded. I like the yeah grounded. Um, yeah. I like the whole honey I shrunk the kids thing where you're like shrunken down to a perspective where you look at like normal environments in a whole new way, and this game does that. It's really neat to like run Nintendo sixty four era of like creativity type thing. Kinda yeah yeah. yeah. Um, when you said Nintendo sixty four, I was thinking of Super Nintendo. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's no games like that. But that was my <laughs> brain not working. Um, but it's kind of cool to like like run behind the bed and like get up on the uh, desk and there's like a you know coke cans and a plate with food on it and like a computer and then you get up on the shelves and there's all these like things to find all over the room so it wants you to explore these highly detailed rooms while also fighting enemies. I'm just uh, I don't know if I'm completely. I mean, I bought the game, so I guess I'm sold on it. But um, <laughs> I haven't refunded it. And I don't think I will. But uh, this Not game of the year. It might be. I'm beating it. Uh, but the shooting's fine. And the tower. Well, so I'm like, a, in case you don't know, I'm a huge tower defense fan. Like, I'm, I love tower defense games. Um, and I have, I have like favorite ones I can name off and shit. Uh, and so playing this, the tower defense aspect of it's very minimal. So I need to. I wanna I wanna play it more and with people to see if I can get I can start to understand why they made it so basic. So essentially where the where the reactors are essentially that the enemies are attacking, there's like three in the first level. They're just kind of sitting there and the only places you can build are around them. Right? So they just come marching in. So it kind of feels like Call of Duty zombies. But tower defense. It's really it's really weird. Like the game, I'm just like I it makes me wonder like why the defense is really light. It's very light, yeah, but I also have an unlock. Crystal Defenders? No. Uh, No, that game might as well be math, dude. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to, like, beat levels to, like, the best degree. Like, I had to, like, start really getting, like, complicated and, like, okay, put this guy here, level him up once. Don't yeah. touch him for like eight waves. It's pretty exact. Put, yeah, like, it's, it's like a puzzle game, and it's the only kind of puzzle game I love. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, um, Defense Grid, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the story narrative. I love that game too. Uh, Defense Grid Two is really good too. Um, But yeah, so anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting game. It has PvP as well, where you can like fight each other. It's like an arena shooter. Interesting. You're you're hearing what I'm saying about this game right now. Wait a week, and I'll come back and fucking tell you guys where where I'm at with this game because I really don't know how I feel about it right now. But uh, but it's it's pretty fun. I don't regret buying it. I need to play with people though. I want to see what that's like. So and I know Cody has it. I think Josh bought it. So I'm sure I will get a chance to play the multiplayer with people and get a better idea of it. If you're curious about the game, it's called Hypercharge Unboxed. I hate that name. 
Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really easy to forget. I own the game and I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, it's, my brain just immediately goes to like space and then you're telling me it's Toy Story. So like it just isn't matching up for me. The, the last thing about it I want to say real quick too is you play as action figures. And so when you play, you unlock pieces. And so you can like... Uh, and like the, the they look like plastic. Like they did a really good like photorealistic cool. look to it. Yeah. And so every every action figure has its own voice and then later you get different heads to put on there and different color schemes and stuff and different bodies and you can start switching out stuff and they all have different voices too oh okay. so there's like a lot they put a lot of work into that part which is, like is it still early access i probably i uh i looked it up too because i was like so cody's into this where did where did where did he hear about this so i like googled it and uh i guess i couldn't find what happened but there's a bunch of people on reddit talking about like they did something on Reddit and they're listening to people so well that people were like, there's a whole campaign of going like, these developers care, let's support them, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. I think that probably is how the game took off. That makes sense. Um, which is cool to hear. Yeah. I don't know the details of it, but I, I was seeing a lot of positive stuff about the developer. So for that reason alone, I'm like happy that I bought the game. And it's it's a cool idea. It just it doesn't feel like it's completely fleshed out yet, for but there's sure. an idea there. And a lot more to it than I thought it would. there would be this early on so yeah um yeah pretty cool game i need to play more to have a better idea on what the fuck i'm saying about it because so far i'm like oh, you shoot things and you defend things i like those things enough i say the customization stuff sounded kind of cool but the, it's kind of gameplay loop kind of sounds off to me because yeah uh when i like i also enjoy tower of defenses but i prefer more of the like uh strategy game style ones mm-hmm. versus the third person shooter ones Oh, me too. That yeah. when, when he said it was a shooter and a tower defense, I was like, uh, yeah, those are always okay. I don't know, For like, because sure. uh, like tower defense essentially just like battle royales, like uh, you know, a, a battle royale. It just kind of like gets you into the action. The circle's shrinking, so it's you eventually have to get into combat. And like uh, tower defense is like you like RTSs. Well, now we took out the whole like building up process. Now you just build your defense and go. Yeah. Um, so like you know they're kind of like get you into the to certain parts quicker type games, um, and the shooter ones always feel weird because they're they're always not fully a shooter, but also like kind of light on the tower defense stuff. So it's like because you have to do both. Yeah, yeah, and so because like a really good shooter, you, you want to feel kind of like in Borderlands like that, you hit a crit spot, you kill them quicker, so it feels good. Or you're playing a game yeah, like yeah. Doom and people are just blowing up and shit. And in a tower defense, like you're whittling people's health bars down slowly. It's PvP. With, yeah, <laughs> with towers, which is cool in, in a sense of like strategy, but it, it never feels gratifying as a shooter. Yeah. Um, and then the tower defense stuff is, you know, feels kind of light because it's also depending on you to be a tower. Exactly. And so, for, I don't know, maybe I'm just too traditional for tower defenses or something like that. So, um, that's pretty cool. Uh, anything else? That's all I played. Nope. The only one I missed was was Outrider somehow. And I already kind of said a little bit about it. So and you I, didn't play with it with anybody? Not yet, no. Yeah. The demo's not going anywhere, I don't think. No. So. Uh, I, I'd be down to play with you as well. I, I'll try out a different yeah. fucking class. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let us know in the comments uh, what games have you guys been playing? Uh, anything you've been really liking? Anything disappoint you? Anything you'd want us to try? Uh, you know, recommend away. Let us know everything you think about in the comments below. Uh, okay. So uh, as a surprise to myself, 
Watch Dogs Legion Online has ca- has come out. Uh, it just came no out like a like a day ago, <laughs> and uh, you know I bought Watch Dogs Legion. I played it for an hour. Um, it was cool. And then I saw it in the main menu. I had no idea about this. It's like multiplayer coming in December. And I was like, oh, there's multiplayer? That's cool. I didn't hear about that. And then uh, didn't hear anything about that since. And it's not December right now. So apparently got delayed. Never heard about that either. And then not only did I not know it was coming out soon and that it released through like you know normal means, like an advertisement, I saw that the game had already come out the online component and uh, you know people were you know playing and had opinions on it i was like this is the quietest fucking campaign <laughs> to advertise anything ever like it's like they don't want you to know like the other day when we we're talking about the, the division two yeah it's doing really well they're adding more content to it we're not hearing anything about that yeah what's what's up ubisoft what are you doing yeah what the hell's going on here like it's like well if you know you know and if you don't we'll fuck you maybe they're getting really aggressive like hey we only we only fuck around with the real ones um, which I could respect, but it's not smart because I could be a real one. You're just not telling me. Um, Give me a chance, man. So anyway, uh, Watch Dogs Legion multiplayer, I think is out now. I think because um, I had a, I had an interest in that game, but literally heard nothing about it after it came out. Besides yeah. a little bit from you. Yeah, and it, it's yeah. okay, yeah. but like I was like, I was like, eh, the game's fine. I don't know if I'm gonna like play it a lot, but then I was like, I'm gonna keep it around for the multiplayer. I'm gonna keep it installed because I want to see what that is like so that's out we're gonna watch a video long story short we're gonna watch a video it's gonna describe what that multiplayer is because we don't know anything about it i'm talking for all of us but like i've heard anybody Chris talk definitely about this doesn't know um <laughs> the only thing i do know and i'm sure they'll talk about in the video is i guess when you play the online you start from it's got its own world instance so you're not playing a character from uh the you know single player game so similar to gto yes okay it's its own world with its own story and it's got its own missions and huh. you play with friends and you do missions together and stuff and i was like okay. that's kind of cool because i really cool. don't care about those single player too much i guess you can do a lot of what you do in the single player and the multiplayer so Interesting. uh we're gonna watch this video maybe we'll be stoked about it. maybe we'll watch maybe. and go well maybe they should have kept that real quiet um, even more quiet. I don't want to hear about this ever again. Uh, we'll find out. Um, but yeah, so uh, we got this video. It is Watch Dogs Legion online gameplay overview. This is via Ubisoft. It is five minutes, and we're going to watch it. You guys got anything to say before we watch this? No, not really. No. Ready, Chris? Yep. All right, three, two, one, and go. Yeah. The brand new free online mode for Watch Dogs Legion is coming March 9th. Meaning you can go from playing the blues outside the theater of broken dreams all by yourself to beatboxing and dancing with all your friends <laughs> and one of them cool kids. Nice. <laughs> We've got the lowdown on the new co-op missions, intense tactical ops, and the fast and frenzied PvP matches. Yeah. Here's everything you need to know about Watch Dogs Legion. That's why you go, what? Wait, wait, wait. Holy shit, PvP? Watchdogs Legion online mode exists as a standalone mode in Watchdogs Legion. So you'll find a few differences from the main campaign. 
See, your dead sex cell is just one of many. You'll start back up in a new instance of London and be tasked with building up a new branch of dead sec. You'll recruit new operatives and upgrade their skills. But in the online mode, recruitment happens fast and with the use of influence points. Like tech points in Watch Dogs single player, influence points can be used to upgrade your gadgets, weapons, and hacks. But they also allow you to recruit a character on site, provided so you have enough of them. You'll earn influence points by ranking up in each of Watch Dogs Legion's online seasons. Increase uh, your rank by completing daily and weekly challenges, or by taking on solo Saying out loud how I felt right when I heard that. up not only nets you more influence points to upgrade your dead sick and their skills. Too many games have seasons. I can only do one season in one game at a time. For sure. Yeah. Need a ride. Watch Dogs Legion online mode really gets going with co-op missions. I said Watch Dogs. Take him out, take him out, These are unique to online mode and task you and your crew of two to four hackers with objectives like destroying vehicles, neutralizing targets Ubisoft without being detected, and coordinating hacks. All in the service of yeah, leveling up your own faction of dead that set. they do. <laughs> You'll need all the help you can get as you gear up for the ultimate co-op endgame challenge the Tactical Ops missions. These can be completed in teams of three, but we suggest going in with a full squad of four. Tactical Ops are five stage challenges what that to require do. intense communication, coordination, by myself with my blue mage. There's a lot of them. Yeah. If a single member of the team is eliminated, the entire crew will have to start the stage over from the beginning. Ooh, that's cool. In one instance, our crew was tasked with executing hacks on two separate Albion facilities. Sounds simple enough, Damn. right? except that the hack needed to be simultaneous. And oh yeah, they were on opposite sides of the city. Oh, interesting. So, while two of us headed huh. east, the other two headed west. Infiltrated our locations, sort of stole the required mm -hmm. keys, and oh, waited God, until spider. we were all in position to begin our hacks. I will start now. Okay, I'm, I got your back. Thankfully, the online mode for Watch Dogs Legion launches with in-game voice chat, and you'll need it to pull off just about every objective. It's amazing how many games don't have voice are you doing all those explosions, Chris? Even a lot of yeah, I got a grenade garbage. Off. Oh yeah, it's always awesome. Another especially challenging tactical op brought us to a quarantine zone that was being patrolled by invulnerable and unhackable counterterrorism drones. Division. In this right? instance, fighting back wasn't an option. So the four of us had to coordinate our movements, watch our angles, and time our hacks to stealthily move through the area so we could take down the drones without a scratch. He's hiding behind the we van and just three people around the road. Each watch our respective street for patrolling drones and fly away the second they got close. Go up, go up, go up, go up, go up. <coughs> but we got the job done. And that's what counts. I hate that dance move. Huh? <laughs> well done. Those looking for a bit more mayhem and competition can head over to the Spiderbot Arena. You'll control an armed Spiderbot in a free-for-all arena deathmatch. Spider-Bot fast-paced and frantic as you scurry and double-jump your way to mystery boxes that contain random powerful weapons like shotguns, lasers, tracking missiles, and more. So they Take quick. out enough opponents in a row and you'll be rewarded Seems with like a killstreak bonus that could reveal your enemy locations, supercharge your weapons, or give you a shield. Rack up the most eliminations I at the end of the six-minute no round to come out on top. To the victor goes the glory and the season progression rewards. Watch Dogs Legion Online Mode is out March 9th. And for everything Ubisoft related, subscribe to this channel and visit us at news.ubisoft.com. Guys, 
Good work on deleting Gogo S. But we got a new situation. Check the news feeds. Someone I'm just released the Is that Harry Potter talking to them? <laughs> yeah. We're doing missions for Hogwarts. Like Alright, well, what did we think? <clears throat> I think uh I think I need to listen to actual people talk about it, but otherwise implying they're not actual people. Uh I'm implying that they are selling a product. Um, Ubisoft is not real. That's an AI. But uh, <laughs> I am intrigued, to be honest. I was already kind of intrigued with the game, anyways, and I haven't heard anything bad. I just haven't heard anything exciting. So, like, and I can't offer that to you. Like, yeah. I played it; it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's that's exactly it, right. So, it's just like, I'm getting it. the idea that this game is just like it's okay. This looks more interesting than what I played. Well, and the fact that um, it has co-op missions. I mean, that that yeah. just alone. It makes it more interesting. Um, it's easier to do like repetitive things, you know, in general when you're you're playing with people. I mean, look at to use another Ubisoft game, playing the Division. I can mm -hmm. play by myself, but like I definitely have more fun playing with people. Oh so, yeah, definitely. Um, so I am interested. I'm gonna look more into it when we're done filming. Uh, so I don't know if I'm gonna pull the trigger on it yet, but if you do, let me know because I really want to try this. Yeah. And so if anybody that I know enough wants to play <laughs> this let me know yeah because i am uh, curious for sure me too and i'll definitely be trying out soon and talking about it soon but i would definitely prefer to play this with people i know yeah chris thoughts i'm, I'm always down for co-op pve stuff like this um like chevy it, it, i could probably play it on my own but i wouldn't have as much fun um and without the incentive of everybody else playing it i probably wouldn't even bother buying this game um like like you said i haven't heard anything about it since launch not a peep from anybody. Anything. Nothing. So, uh, they, they implemented this. It's great. I'm glad that they brought it into the game. Um, but I just need to see, like Chevy said, more real people talking about it. You know, genuine gameplay experiences, not this setup stuff. Can't take it for what it is. It's face value. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I, I will. I mean, I'm just going to play it, but I, I would be more interested. I, I appreciate that they did the whole like Rockstar thing and gave you like a, yeah. a play by play of what to expect when playing this. I always enjoy when people just tell you straight up what the product is yeah, yeah. Um, with anything, mm -hmm. but in gaming in general, like a lot of times they can kind of be vague, show you like a CGI cutscene, and then just be like, uh, buy it. I'm like, I, I'd rather you explain to me what the fuck the game is. So I appreciate they did that. Um, but yeah, I. They said some stuff there. Sounded really interesting. Could suck. Could like there could be like five missions. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. So and like, what's the extent of what you can do? I, I I think I read somewhere that they wanted to make it so you could actually still play darts and stuff like that too with people. Have social features. I hope they do that because games like this need that. But uh, sure. but the concept sounds really cool. I like the idea of um, the the pacing of of Watch Dogs, uh, particularly in in the newest one, is kind of slow compared to you know another third person game because you're doing a lot of hacking you're doing a lot of non-lethal stuff you're doing some strategy light strategy it's not it's not that heavy in that but it's there and so to incorporate other hackers with that i think on paper sounds really interesting yeah. just how it plays out i don't know especially but, um, the the part where we just talked about how, like forcing you to split up yeah, which that sounded really cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, if I was going to the same building with everybody, it's like, this is neat, but like that you have to kind of strategize and go into different places. Yeah. At least even with the game just coming out, the online component, it shows that they're they're thinking about cool things to do and ideas. It's not just basic stuff that you'd expect. So yeah. um, 
I'm I'm excited about that. But again, I was I was uh, I was disappointed with the first Watch Dogs. Never played Watch Dogs two. Hers great. Um, from the four people who played it, and then this one, I allowed myself to get hyped on. Um, and I wouldn't say that it was disappointing. It's just was a bit of a minimal experience it's not bad but like it wasn't it wasn't super exciting to play but then i saw the prospect of the multiplayer i was like i want to play that so i'm hoping this will be the thing that that gets me to actually play this fucking game because i would like to play it it's just not there's so many other games i'd rather play right now um and it's funny because like i'm I'm attracted to the idea of uh like grand theft auto online for example i just think the experience to like play that game is is just not worth it most yeah. of the time and they might have fixed it by now although i always hear people still bitching about the same things i bitched about back in the day so because that game's been out for a long time yeah um so an and, experience like that yeah yeah there's there's yeah with like I, I i tell people all the time like i'm like dude there's almost no reason i i wouldn't be like super into a game like grand theft auto online like I, there's so much about that game that i'd be into but they've somehow made like you know partying up staying together uh server stuff uh dealing with griefers and stuff they've made all that like you know annoying to the point where like the experience isn't good yeah um and even red dead redemption online has some of that going on so rockstar needs to get a little better at certain online features but like the idea of having this world you can explore stuff is amazing it's like where mmos essentially have failed to go or go. Uh, that's why so many people play fucking Grand Theft Auto online is it's like essentially a faux MMO. Um, especially now they With said he- they heavy social features. Sure. Yeah. But they said like they wanted to treat like an MMO they have at this point. There's yeah. so much content in that shit. And so it'd be cool to see them do something similar uh, here. I don't expect the same kind of, I mean, it's Ubisoft. They got the money, but uh, I don't expect the same kind of, you know, work put sure, into this as, sure. as rockstar puts into their games. But um but the idea is cool. Um, I hope this ported, and hopefully it's fun. So I'll I'll be playing this soon. I just really hope somebody knows how's it because I don't want to play the randos. <laughs> Not a game where you got to coordinate, dude. So well, depends on the game. If it's like Deep Rock Galactic, if you play Deep Rock Galactic with random people, you're probably down with that game. And so like if I'm playing with a random person, they're probably into the game as well. And yeah. so you know we're both there for the same game, same cooperation, stuff like that. A game like this with the amount of people who've bought this game, a game like Grand Theft Auto, like you know, cooperating with random people, it's just like I don't even want to talk to you, man. Like you're probably <laughs> you're probably like nine years old or an asshole, or this is your first time playing a game ever. You're like a fifty year old guy, like, like where's going on? I don't know why fifty guy fifty year old guy would talk like that, but um, anyway, yeah, I want to play it. I'm curious about it. Looks cool. Sounds sure. cool. I just don't know why Ubisoft like. Stop just like advertising games, just like was holding <laughs> multiplayer, and they just like looked over and was like, just dropped on the ground. Like, there you go. Like, like what is that? Wait, multiplayer. We're not talking about Valhalla right now. Well, it doesn't exist then. <laughs> Ubisoft, you dropped this. What is this? Oh, that's multiplayer. That, that's multi- is there, there's multiplayer. Yeah, it's right there. Is yeah, is that yeah. the official release? Yeah, that's how you play it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I, can, I can play it. Yeah, you just, play, just play it. Okay, I'm feeling real hyped. All right, I guess I'll go play it. I don't know why they're doing that shit. Um, I think, uh, what's the other, what's the, what's all next guy's favorite game? Ubisoft. For Honor. Yeah, Ubisoft, For Honor. Um, <laughs> that game's like going on to its like ninth or 
tenth season or some shit. That's impressive. Year eight or something. I don't know. The game's like they're still supporting that game. That and R six are are surprisingly. Yeah, but there's a now. lot of people who play fucking Siege. It's for sure, for sure. A shitload. I like. I don't know anybody who plays For Honor. They're all assholes. I feel like Omixai <laughs> has like eight different consoles. He fights himself. Maybe. <laughs> or six. I don't know how many people you have in that game. Maybe it's a European thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, all in all, it looks cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be checking this out early on the game. So, you know, it's free, which was very cool of them to do. Um, I've sure. kind of expected for a company this big to do that, but, you know, I'm and not going to have to. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I, well, I bought the game, not thinking of a multiplayer, and I saw it in the menu. I'm like, they're going to multiplayer this? That's that's cool. So, yeah. Credit where credit's due. For sure. Um, and yeah, can't wait to try it out. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't suck. Anything, you guys else, anything else you guys want to say? Nope. I'm just going to keep a very grounded uh thought process on this so yeah uh all right let us know in the comments what do you guys think about watchdogs legion online starting to become a mouthful uh have you played it do you want to play it is this the first time you're hearing about it um and uh yeah let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to watchdogs legion online in the comments below all right you guys already know about this but we're gonna discuss it because i'm seeing a lot of people saying things that aren't true about this but bethesda is officially owned by xbox now yes no big surprise to anybody who's ever held a controller before like it's they're making a big deal about this i'm like no shit everybody knew that that they bought them but it's official now and so they're making a big deal about it i guess they released we haven't i haven't watched at least they released like a bethesda promo thing that just kind of says we own you now um <laughs> bet you mind it's very dystopian and scary um and they're like and all of you are next and i'm like okay that makes sense Ugh. um so anyway that happened and so there's a lot of questions coming up about uh you know uh exclusivity when it comes to bethesda games and microsoft xbox phil spencer uh have been kind of uh you know treading lightly when it came to that topic well recently they've come out and talked about that a bit and uh you know, they'll say in this video, we're going to watch this video and fill us in with all the info. But just to kind of clarify this, because I see a lot of people all over the place going, well, all, all Bethesda games will be exclusive to Xbox and PC. Um, they in the quote, it says they say some games will be. So we'll discuss that. But I just want to I just want to make that clear. You can look up the quote. I'm sure they'll talk about it here. Um, it says some. So it doesn't say all. So um, just because I see a lot of people freaking out and shit. And I'm like. Calm down. It's it's also on PC and Game Pass, so eventually you're gonna be able to play this on like everything. Your your TV is gonna have Game Pass on it. You're gonna stream the games there too if you want. So pretty much all that means is like this ain't coming out on Sony and Nintendo until Nintendo goes. Yeah, Game Pass is fine, but Sony's not gonna do that. So anyway, it's a big middle finger to Sony essentially. Um, so yeah, we're gonna watch this video. We're gonna get the info, and then we'll discuss what we think about the acquisition officially happening, what they're doing with exclusivity, and what we think uh, about the future of uh, Bethesda uh, Zenimax being owned by Xbox because there's other companies involved with that. All right, uh, you guys, got anything to say before we watch this? Uh, I expect very little. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, I just feel like we got to address this. We don't do Taste Tuesday right now. Yeah, so, like, you know, fair. let's talk about gaming news. Yeah. Um, people are going to want to hear our opinions on this and let us know in the comments your opinions as well. You ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. What's up, everybody? I'm Sydney Goodman. And in today's fix, Microsoft and Bethesda. I'm the girl that's always at the Game Awards. And another thing. And a great Game Pass Ultimate deal. Both she is a gem. 
pretty much. Oh no. Well, that was quick. Just yesterday, we reported on both the SEC and European Commission giving the Microsoft and ZeniMax deal a big thumbs up. And today, I come to you with news that that deal is officially complete. Bethesda is now a part of Xbox. Let's run through the announcement Microsoft's and what that means for not new to buying shit. In a post on Xbox Wire, head of Xbox <laughs> Phil Spencer welcomes no, ZeniMax. Make development companies, we buy them. You're doing good, we'll buy you. Yeah. Its software and machine games to the Xbox family. Spencer also added that there will be more news about how Xbox's teams will work coming later this year. Spencer reiterated that Microsoft would allow Bethesda to continue, quote, making games the way it always has. And it's worth pointing out that neither Xbox nor Bethesda mentioned Xbox Game Studios in their releases about the acquisition, which leads me to believe that Bethesda will work under a different umbrella than Microsoft's other first-party studios. Like uh, Activision to help Blizzard. manage this yeah, new deal acquisition, sure. Xbox mm -hmm. has seemingly set up a new company called Vault, which could be the brand for Bethesda games made under Xbox. Now that the $7.5 billion purchase is complete, here's a list of ZeniMax developers that are now under the Xbox umbrella. Alpha Dog Games, Arcane Studios, Bethesda Softworks, id Software, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tango Gameworks, and ZeniMax Online Studios. Spencer rounded out the announcement with a promise that more Bethesda games will be added to Xbox Game Pass this week. No word yet on this what week, those like right games now. will be exactly. Chris and is playing them all today. We finally got a glimpse into what Bethesda exclusivity will look like now that the deal is official. In that same Xbox Wire article, Spencer wrote, quote, with the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. Since the acquisition was first announced last year, there's been a lot of vague talk about what this means for Bethesda games on non-Xbox consoles. And this is the first time we're getting confirmation that in the future, there will be some form of Xbox console exclusivity. I imagine that for existing titles like Elder Scrolls and Fallout, we'll see either timed or no exclusivity, and my money is on new IP being completely Xbox console exclusive. Me and her agree 100% on that. That's that wild. That wild. IGN. <laughs> That's what I've been saying too. There will reportedly be a Microsoft presentation this Thursday, March 11th, that will answer some burning questions. I'd imagine we'll get the specifics of what games are coming to Game Pass at the very least, stage. and maybe even more clarity on the exclusivity situation. In the same article there. with the news of Microsoft's that reported Thursday presentation, Xbox and Bethesda dude, will the apparently Xbox maintain separate E3 shows, which I think is a good move. Whether or not Bethesda actually has a lot of information things, to share like in their daycare things is up for debate, <laughs> but their shows are always a spectacle, and I appreciate the <laughs> So it's good to know that they'll maintain their independence there. And based on everything that's been said about Bethesda maintaining its independence within the Microsoft umbrella, keeping their own E3 show and being able to have its own POV at a big convention like E3 feels like a step in the right direction. Yeah, it definitely sounds if like all this talk about Bethesda games sure. yeah. joining Game Pass, yeah. some of them as soon as this week, as you wanting to extend your Game Pass Ultimate subscription, I have great news. Let's run down how to get four months of Game right. Pass Ultimate. We'll, for we'll stop there because it's just an advertisement at this point. Have an okay. Yep. All right. So uh, what do we think about the acquisition? What do we think about what it means? And what do we think about the exclusivity possibilities and what they may do with that? And uh, yeah. Bethesda and uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, Zenimax, all that stuff is all owned by Xbox now. But then we've already kind of discussed as well. Uh, like she said, they're not really saying they're not talking about the same way they talk about the other companies that they own. So it kind of sounds like, and we all kind of agree on this. I think Blizzard, Activision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, 
you know, Bethesda has been kind of this weird spot lately. Particularly for me, I don't, I'm not really enjoying much of the games that they've released, and hopefully this turns things around for them. Um, I don't know much about the inner workings of the company itself, uh, to Todd be frank, Howard. but <laughs> he's the inner workings of the company and Todd like money. <laughs> but I hope this does bring it back to what I, I, I know of old school Bethesda. I really used to like look forward to all their games and played all them. I really enjoyed them a lot. Um, and they just kind of went in this weird downward spiral of games. I no longer enjoyed playing. Um, that being said, the, the exclusivity thing, I don't I don't think they're going to make it just Xbox exclusive. I think it's going to be Xbox and Game Pass for almost everything. I can't, I can't imagine them excluding Game Pass from any of the new releases. It just it doesn't seem like it's been in the wheelhouse for what they've been doing recently with any of their games. I can't think of any games that are exclusively just Xbox. You know, they've always been included and on Game Pass. It's kind of like their overall motto of like, this kind of like Game Pass is like the real like star of their gaming stuff, and the Xbox is just kind of a console they get for you to kind of access to it. When they're talking about exclusivity, they are talking about Game Pass and Xbox. Yeah, there, there and, was something that where they said exclusive games for Game Pass. They didn't say Xbox. Yeah. So, um, mm. so when they are talking about exclusivity, they're talking about PC and Xbox, um, okay. which is exclusivity for them. Uh, <laughs> But that could also mean the games release on Steam as well. So, but they didn't say anything right, about that. So maybe doing. maybe it yeah. won't come out on Steam. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. But uh, but kind of what you're saying, we've talked about a million times on the channel. Um, Game Pass is Xbox. Yeah. The yeah. Xbox itself, the yeah. console is a way to play Game Pass essentially, and the games you can buy them, of course. But uh, Game Pass sure. has obviously made a huge splash. So um, all their games, I think, from now on, 100% will be coming to Game Pass. Yeah, for sure. And this just increases the value that you're already getting through Game Pass. It's ridiculous how much games you have access to for like what five ninety nine a month at the base for now. Like it's it's yeah, it's for fifteen dollars for the ultimate, which is a fucking. It's less than Netflix. Is Netflix yeah. like seventeen bucks now or some shit? I think I paid pretty close to twenty. Yeah, yeah. It's utterly really ridiculous. Yeah, how much I have already played that I would have never been able to play because I have Game Pass. Like. It's just out of my mind how much value you're going to get. And now they're adding all the Bethesda games to it. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, today alone, as of recording, they added like all of the Doom games to it. Mm. Like, it's ridiculous how much content you're getting. So I look forward to what they're going to add to it, what I can go back and play again. Hopefully, you know, some of the older Bethesda games. I would love to play some of the older Fallout games. Absolutely love to play them. But who knows? Who knows what they're going to throw on there? Yeah. I just, I'm, I look forward to what they're going to do now that they have access to Big Daddy Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. I Microsoft is a big daddy for sure. Yeah. Um, I I'm just kind of worried that they're gonna be like, hey, Microsoft, we need money. We need more money to develop big games. Like, we'll let's buy another studio. There, they'll they'll make the part of the game you you need. Oh, we want to put multiplayer in here too. We need more people. No, we'll buy a whole new dev for that. Because Microsoft's just like we don't we don't cr- create from within. We just absorb. Um. <laughs> What of us? Resistance is futile. Yeah, uh, I remember when they acquired uh, Zenimax. There's a bunch of people on Twitter going like, "They're gonna buy Sony." I'm like, "They're not gonna buy fucking Sony." Um, Ooh, that's, that would, a, that's a big check. That would be insane. Yeah, uh, Sony's ridiculous. more than PlayStation. Yeah, they, they're just like, yeah, they're talking about that. I'm like, Sony does a bunch of shit. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> you guys are getting, you guys are getting wild. Um, 
that would be a that's a dystopian future. I'm already kind of worried about the future of the world, but like when I think about Microsoft just owning all the companies when it comes to gaming, and it's all just on Game Pass, I'm like, you've made it too easy. I don't want this. This is it's just everyone's just on Game Pass. Everyone's under Phil Spencer. Like Phil Spencer's been this friendly guy for so long, and then he's just like the gaming dictator. I'm like, you motherfucker. He'll be that was the long like, con. It'll be Futurama. He'll have his head in a jar, still running the company. Going, <laughs> um, yeah. Thoughts? Um, honestly, not a whole lot. I, there's nothing surprising here to me. I guess just because, like, other than them confirming some exclusivity details, um, I mean, I already knew they were buying them. There was very little chance that the, the they were going to get denied it. And, uh, Your credit card came back. It does, it's not not good. Yeah, pretty much. Got denied. Oh wait, my, I got I, I got another one in my pocket. I let this I got, pass if you can get that little activate Windows thing off my screen. I'll use my debit card. <laughs> use the Microsoft debit card. Um, yeah. This is it's also tough for me because I'm not a huge fan of of most properties they that they publish and, and create. So like, I don't have any like uh, personal attachment to it in any way. Um, so I can only really discuss it in the way that like you were kind of saying is Microsoft mm-hmm. just kind of buys a bunch of stuff. And though uh, it's smart for them, um, it is kind of disappointing that they don't like have this desire to make anything. So They've made a couple develop- developers, but yeah, not, not much. Yeah. And it bums me out because like yeah. some of the best like PlayStation games are, are Sony companies. So yeah. um, I would love to see the same song. Plus, a lot of the people who complain about, like, the console war stuff and get upset about, like, Sony having exclusives cheer on them buying these companies because it's, like, it just incentivizes the team thing. They're not worried about the ecosystem of gaming. They're worried about Xbox getting back at Sony, I guess. And I think it's just, like, you know, make make your own games like uh, like Sony does and or, you know, do your, like, non-exclusive thing like you've been doing. It's been working for you. Uh, buy developers if you want. But I think, I think that kind of sucks in some way. It's smart. Don't get me wrong. Anybody who's listening to me like about to say what I'm about to say, and you're like, blah, 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 blah. it's very smart. I get it. Microsoft, if I had a bunch of fucking money, I was Microsoft, I'd be like, yeah, I'd yeah. buy all the companies too. Because now they're mine. I can do whatever the fuck I want with them. And I can make all this money and shit. But this guy sucks because those guys existed before. They developed fan bases under them already that expected those games to come out on everything. And now that's being changed, possibly. Might not be. Yeah, I agree sure. with Sydney here. Me and her, for the first time ever in my whole life, it's been a long life. Agree on one thing, um, but uh, but it's kind of it kind of sucks because all that does is kind of just like reshuffle the ecosystem of gaming, in the sense that like you might have been a fan of Bethesda and now you need to be a fan of Bethesda over on Xbox. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if they made their own company, you can't, you're going into it going like, wow, it's a Xbox company, so they're going to do what they're going to do. Bethesda's existed for a long time. Uh, their engine has existed since 1997. So like. Um, they've been around. Still using it. They're still using it. Hopefully not anymore. <laughs> Hopefully Starfield and Elder Scrolls fucking six are on brand new engines. I would. I don't even know what that last be, thing you said was. I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's not like Skyrim two at all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of going on a tangent. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna add to your tangent real quick <laughs> yeah, too. Go why, ahead. Why does Nintendo get a pass? They do the same shit. No bitches at them. Well, because they're the fun, friendly family. Full company. of exclusives. Yeah. And. They sold a shitload of switches and yeah, continue and to do how it. How many copies of Animal Crossing? Over twenty a lot. million. And that's exclusive. Jeez, yeah. 
Anyways. So, but, but pretty much the, the complaint, I guess, and again, it's smart. I get it 100%. Sure, sure. It, it's, it's an interesting way to combat exclusivity. exclusivity of developers. And Sony did buy Insomniac, right? It was Insomniac they bought? Yes. Yeah. yeah they so they've, they have now done it. They have, yes. essentially. Sure. But before that, Sony's been well known for having their own in-house developers and uh, Nintendo makes Nintendo games. Um, <laughs> yes, and those exclusive, <laughs> those exclusives work and shit. And Xbox 100% cannot have exclusives. And a lot of people like the idea of them not having exclusives or have them. I'm for that 100%. Um, but just like snatching up ones that were kind of existed and making them exclusive. I think can be unfair for certain people. The caveat to that, it doesn't affect me. So I'm talking about the ecosystem. I'm talking about yeah. other people. This does not affect me if they make games exclusive because I will buy an Xbox if I have to. I have no issue with that. I preach exclusives all the time. Make me buy an Xbox. I'll buy one. Um, and I know it's not the case for everybody. I get that. But also, I have a PC. I say we're, all their games are kind we're of kind PC. of sitting on the trifecta of like PC, Switch, PlayStation Five. Like we. We yeah. have them all. Yeah, They're exactly. All so, like, so like, if they come out on PC, I'll play them there. So, I'm not talking from my perspective. Whatever yeah. they do doesn't affect me. I'll play their games anyway. I'm going to play those Bethesda yeah. games, where the fuck they're at. No big deal. But for a lot of people there who have, you know, for whatever reason, are on one console and they possibly yeah. can get denied the the legacy company Bethesda uh, because Microsoft bought them, that would suck. And I honestly don't think Xbox is going to want to do that. It sounds like they're being really careful about it anyway. That's why they keep talking vague. Yeah. People keep like saying these definite yep. things. I'm like, dude, yep. they're they're being vague about this. Yeah, well, because la- feeling last it out. time Microsoft came out and said we're doing this thing, it got thrown back in their face. In like one minute, everybody's like, no, and they're like, okay, we're sorry. We're sorry, <laughs> we're reversing it. And on top of that, on top of that, you can play fucking free to play games without Xbox uh live now. I'm sorry, here's a piece of candy. You guys always wanted that. Now we're giving it to you. Just don't don't complain again. We're the we're the good guys. Xbox good guys. We, we give you all the games for like two dollars. You know, you guys love us. We want you to love us. I promise we'll never do this again. So yeah, I yeah. I can't imagine it's, them going. It's good like, marketing. It's good marketing. You can't deny that it's really good marketing to be really appealing to your audience. Like sure. being yeah. able to be have access to everything, even though you bought this company, being able to brand out to reaching through every console, that's just good business. Yeah, you able to sure. sell your shit on everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, and even though I'm kind of like making a joke towards them, like when they, I saw them reverse that, I'm like, good, good for them. I'm glad that they listened. Yeah. It was yeah. real quick. It was a real fast response. It's like they released it and like wondered what they're going to say. And as soon as they did, they're like, okay, okay, okay. And if it was Sony, Sony would be like, mm, we'll look into it. And then never talk about it again, ever. And then three years later, they'd be like, here it is, but half broken. Yeah. That's what you deserve. <laughs> Buy our amazing exclusives. See, make fun of both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I fucking I just like video games. Um, I don't care about the the, the team stuff, but uh, but yeah, it will be very interesting to see what they do with uh, uh, Zenimax games in general uh, yeah, when it comes sure. to exclusivity. Now, my theory that makes sense to me, given you know Phil Spencer being the chill, cool dude that might be a secret dictator, um, and Xbox's philosophy on play these games anywhere. We just want you in our ecosystem and trying to fucking like a virus get game pass into everything uh they're very they're very sneaky they're playing the long con um and also making sure games are super accessible for people by making pay five to fifteen dollars for games it there's nothing in all of that that tells me that microsoft is going to lock games away from other people 
And if they do, I think it's only going to be new IPs. Yeah. I, I'm, this is my theory. I could be 100% wrong. And it's fine because it doesn't affect me. But I feel like Elder Scrolls will come out on everything. It might be a timed exclusive, but I think it's going to come out on everything because that's the responsible thing to do. If I was them, I'd be like, no, fuck you. Buy an Xbox for this. But they that's not their <laughs> philosophy. That's not how they've been. So it'd be very out of character for them to do that. Phil Spencer's too stoned to talk like that. So, yeah. So, and the guy from Respawn, <laughs> they both probably just get real high all the time and just go like, video games are fun, just huh? Play, just like, play, yeah. man. Just play. Um, just play them, man. They're really fun. Uh, and so I think Elder Scrolls will either come out on everything at once or time exclusive on Xbox and Game Pass. Um, Starfield? There's, there's, no, there's no fan base for that. Because it's a new IP. There's a fan base for Bethesda, but Starfield doesn't exist prior to Starfield. So once that comes out, they can go Starfield. They can even say so. They can even fluff it up and be like, Starfield plays the best on Xbox uh, Series X. Anyways. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> but they can really try and fluff up and be like, it only plays on Xbox Series X. This is the best place to play it. And that's why it's only coming out on this and Game Pass. Um, and that, that would make sense. That would make sense for them to do that. And I feel like it's more responsible in a sense because they haven't, there's no prior commitment to any fan base. Yeah. But yeah. like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, it makes complete sense for me or to me to uh, release those at the same time or time exclusive at the very least. Um, like Tomb Raider, a fucking year time exclusive, which I think is horseshit. But uh, yeah, that was a bad but one. But they've done it. Um, I can see that happening. But their new IPs, I don't see them having to do that at all. Um, and they don't have to do anything. They can lock them all, they can release them all to everything. I think that'd be best for everybody. But I, I defend Sony's exclusives. So I will defend Xbox's yeah, uh, sure. you know, ability to make exclusives as well. I just think there's a balance. And that vague wordplay they're doing when they're talking about this tells me that they're still thinking about it. They're still strategizing about it. Otherwise, I think they would come out and say, you know, Bethesda games play best on Xbox. They're going to stay on Xbox. And I'll go, okay, we got a definitive answer there. But they, when they yeah, say they, some games. They're putting their feelers out there for yeah, sure. Yeah, 100%. And they could change too. But they, I mean, it's 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 Xbox. They could go. They're all only on Xbox, and people are going to go. We hit you, blah 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 blah. I'm like okay, 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 okay. They're, we're joking. It's all, it's coming on everything. That was right. uh, April Fools. You can have Skyrim in space now. Be good, kids. People are going to be like April Fools in <laughs> December. Yeah, yeah. It's it's early April Fools. Um. So yeah, that's where that's where I'm thinking it's going to be. I think some of the games. I think the. Uh, ones that already have the fan bases will will not be fully exclusive. I think that'd be the best route to go. There's still a way to make that exclusive by doing the time exclusive thing, even though I don't like those. Um, either make exclusive or don't. I hate that time exclusive shit. Um, or lock them all in, but I don't think they're going to do that because they haven't done anything like that prior. So they'd be a, it'd be way out of left field for them to do something like that. So we'll see. Um, I mean, I would bet on that, something similar to that happening. Uh, honestly, I feel pretty confident saying that, but again, I could be completely wrong and I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause again, it doesn't affect me. You can have Fallout 76. <laughs> yeah. If that's exclusive, <laughs> keep it. Um, but like Tango Gameworks, you guys made Evil Thin 1 and 2. Love those games. They're making, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo or the hell it's called. Yeah. Very excited for that. I don't feel like that's going to be exclusive either, just because it's been advertised before the acquisition. Well, they also said anything that has prior, um, uh, whatever the plans are for anything that was already in development is is being honored. Period. Yeah. So, which again, 
if anything, Phil Spencer and Xbox seem to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, I never mm-hmm. hear them do something and go like, what the fuck? I just go, what the fuck? You're charging that amount? You could charge way more for this. <laughs> oh, they will. Oh, eventually, yeah. It's going to go up for sure. hooked first. Yeah. Well, as, as uh, I mean, they're testing soon uh, xCloud on everything, which is awesome. Because I was like, I want to be able to do XCloud on my laptop. I saw someone that I'm like, why on your laptop? I'm like, my laptop's not like a gaming PC. They're also working It'd be on great uh, to be able to stream games on that. The ability to do that like through HTML5, I believe, right? So they can get it on iPhone. Yeah, they want to do it on browser. Yeah. So yeah, you'll be able to get it anywhere. I mean, that's fucking genius. Mm. That's what I keep saying. Like, uh, I've talked to people too. Like, oh, the Series S. Why'd you buy that? I'm like, so you can stream Game Pass when that becomes available. Yeah. Won't matter. You'll have a console that will easily do it for cheap. Yeah. I mean, it's a great access point. And like I said before, I don't think they'll do it, but they 100% could. I said this and people are like, ha, that's stupid. I'm like, no, they could totally do it. The fucking Xbox One and the Xbox One X could stream Game Pass. 100%. Could stream next-gen games. And don't think for a fucking second Xbox wouldn't do that. They want you on Game Pass. They don't (laughs) care how you get on it. Secret update for the 360. Yeah, the original Xbox. We, we've fucking added Game Pass to the Xbox. You saw that thing lying around. Um, that'd be wild. They, it's on your calculator. Not only is Skyrim on everything, it's literally on everything now. Like, whatever the fuck has internet, you can play Skyrim and everything else on Game Pass. It's a virus. It's going to take over everything. And then Game Pass is going to have an AI, and eventually it's just going to be Phil Spencer's head floating in a tank. Yes, the Terminator was almost right, except for instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's Phil Spencer. Yeah, and it's I mean, not like Skynet, it's Game Pass. Every Game every Pass. console generation, you know, we're all like, yeah, Sony won, yeah, Sony won, Sony, Sony can make a fucking console, man. Those guys can sell a fucking console, man. Nintendo can sell a console, and Xbox is like, hey, we're just having fun. We're just, hey, we're just having Nintendo fun. Doesn't even try. And then just slowly in the future. Xbox is like, hey, we're just having fun. We're just having fun. We're just having fun. Just like slowly spreading into everything. Soon Sony's just going to have Game Pass and fucking everything's going to be Game Pass. The microphone's going to have Game Pass. I mean, like, it's going to be everything. As long as everything doesn't like have that. Some people are going to like this, I'm sure. <laughs> that uh, Xbox. Oh, this whole conversation, I'm sure some people are really pissed. As long as they, <laughs> they all don't end up having that Xbox look to them. Because, like, I, I'm not a big fan of, like, not the console itself. I'm not talking about that. But like, yeah, what are you talking when about? you buy like apparel, you know, that's all Xbox. Oh, themed the they, branding. Yeah, the branding. I'm just not really. Yeah, it reminds me of like motocross. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. monster. Energy. I don't. I don't need everything to look like that. Like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, the, the X is pretty sleek as long as it keep the green out of there. Yeah, keep that by itself. Yeah. But I don't need it to be like you know a soccer jersey. People are gonna eventually have that on their temple. I mean, maybe. You see it light up, and they're going to be connected to Game Pass. Just glaze over their eyes as it lights up. Game Pass. (laughs) I have access to everything from wherever I am at all times. People are talking when they just open their mouth and the fucking loading sound comes out. Thank Phil. (laughs) Just dial up modem noises. whole generation of people who don't have know what the no fuck we're saying yeah right we're talking about vcr right now and be like what the <laughs> fuck is that okay boomer um so yeah just to kind of like put this all together it's official bethesda is now owned zenimax is now owned by xbox congratulations xbox on your purchase um we see that all most of their games are on game pass 
big move. That's fucking that just added an insane amount of value to Game Pass. Uh, I mean, Chris is living that life right now. He posted in the Discord. He's like, look at all these games. I'm like, yeah, that is a holy shit. That's a lot of games. Yeah, I was like, that makes sense because they just announced that that they uh, that they own them. And uh, when it comes to exclusivity, I mean, we'll see what happens. But I feel I feel like Xbox will be responsible about it. Um, I'm trying to give them benefit down here because they have a lot of power with a company that big. They got a lot of power here to go. They they can really piss some people off, but also really lock some people out in a really strategic way that they have to start making some financial decisions on uh, what they're doing with consoles. And it that's it's fair. That's what everybody else is doing. Mm. Xbox has been way too fair. While Nintendo and Sony are like, you got to be here. You got you had to have been there, man. You didn't play God of War. You weren't there. Should have been there, man. It was real great. Nintendo won't even talk about it either. They just get up, they just have their directs, and the guys just up there smiling. Like, why wouldn't you be smiling? How much yeah. money did you just make? By showing up, though Sony <laughs> is starting to or PlayStation started to put games out on PC, putting their little feelers out there for that. Didn't they just do the one? They're talking about other ones. Mm. No, um, I forgot what, which ones are coming out. There's a couple that were, I think, confirmed or at least rumored. But I swear, there's a couple of those confirmed. So no one's gonna have exclusives. I think I think certain games for Sony are definitely gonna be exclusive because that's their bread and butter. It'd be insane, and they're not afraid to just be like, "Fuck you." Um, that's the Sony motto. It's just fuck you, buy it. And people are like, it's really good. I'll buy it. Okay, but stop insulting me. And they're like, no. And they're like, okay, fine. I'll just buy it. Um, Kratos comes up and slaps you. But I also could see them doing like a three-year exclusive thing because like Horizon Zero Dawn's been out for a while to the point where like I'm happy for people on PC to get to play it because yeah. it's a great game for sure. Um. And though I see the value in exclusives, I'm not part of the console war. So like, I, you yeah. know, if you get to play the game, dope. I just hope the companies are being smart because I want the long. Je- I I want them to be successful, um, in a responsible way. So, um, but it's interesting to see that starting to change. Nintendo, you know, when they first started making mobile games, that was fucking crazy. That was pretty big, yeah, for them because they're very protective. Too protective, dude. They yeah. f- they fuck people over all the time. They're like, oh, you this gameplay. Can't have that. Or, oh, you're having these tournaments, these private tournaments for Smash Bros? No. Shut it down. Like, Nintendo's real. Yeah. Like, up front, they're like, hey, it's all fun and games. Happy family. And in the back, they're like, fucking kicking doors down. Only within our rules. Yeah. Yeah. Mario's (laughs) kicking doors down and fucking, and just fucking (laughs) shutting down your tournaments and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want want to put that on, on the internet? We're gonna take like sixty percent of the revenue Thanks. and destroy your life. That's Nintendo's motto. Sony's is fuck you. you. Thought that was bad. Nintendo's is we're gonna destroy you with kindness. It's gonna be real fun. It's gonna be the funnest. It's gonna be family friendly destruction. Is, it's a me. It's the last thing I'll hear before he does a somersault behind you and takes you out. Crown pounds you. Sounds like Mario. Um. Yeah, overall, really interesting. Really, really curious to see where this goes. Uh, you guys have anything else you guys want to say on this acquisition? For you uh, you Game Pass peeps and Bethesda fans, you have a lot of games to play now. Any hope for Starfield or Elder Scrolls? Me? No. Chris? <laughs> no. I want it to be like Outriders. I want to go... I'm not excited because I'm not. I'm not excited for anything Bethesda makes right now. Yeah. But I'm malleable. Fucking prove me wrong and I will get excited because I used to love Bethesda. Just like I used to love mm-hmm. Konami. Now I'm like, 
fuck you. Same thing with them. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Prove to me. Prove to me that you're you're worth the damn. And I think they could. And I hope they do. I hope Starfield is revealed and it blows my mind and I go, okay, we're back. I definitely, I definitely don't feel any aggression. I just kind of bummed out. Oh, dude, I'm, I feel aggression because I'm just annoyed. I'm like, dude, you guys used to be so great. And now, yeah. like, you just have just turned into, like, this milking company. Uh, and Todd Howard, I used to, like, respect. And now I'm like, he's kind of a fucking dirtbag. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's not going to watch this. Um, but he can turn around. He can turn around. He could get, he could wash up and be just a bag. Um, clean bag. Uh, Elder Scrolls, dude, I would love to be excited for Elder Scrolls again. I, Marwin's like one of my fucking favorite games. One of my favorite Elder Scrolls game. It is my favorite Elder Scrolls game, but it's like one of my favorite, like when I I have like nostalgia of a game, I just could not let go. It's, it's a couple games, but it's that game for sure. I fucking, Marwin is like a revelation in my life when I first played it. I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. And so it holds a real fucking a uh, special place for me. Um, but uh, yeah, they kind of deteriorated. So I hope they reveal Elder Scrolls 6 and it's just like insane. Like that would be so exciting for me. I would just go, okay, fine, fuck it. I'm going to forget about Skyrim. I'm going to forget about uh, Oblivion. They were fine. Finally, we're back. Um, Fallout, I can I can go either way. I'll Fallout 76 is not, not part of that equation, but the rest of the Fallouts, they're fine. Three I'll, was great. I'll I applaud if, if you can climb ladders. I feel like I feel like it's coming. <laughs> I feel like they finally. I think they've learned Never. their lessons. Never. No, it's just the fucking loading screen every time. There's gonna be a ladder, but then the animation's gonna be a staircase because it's gonna be an invisible staircase. You're just gonna walk up the ladder. How about you click on the ladder and you get an FMV of someone climbing a ladder? So it's a CGI video yeah. each time. <laughs> Not- <laughs> It's just a white background, so they don't have to make multiple videos. And he just goes it's like up the Resident ladder. Evil door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, why not? <laughs> um. Oh, anyway, anything else? No. <laughs> All right, we said a, we said a lot. I just want to throw out there: this is a touchy subject. Whenever we start talking about the developers and the the people, uh, Xbox and yeah. Sony and all of them, and I get. There's a lot of people who like have their flags planted and shit. Um, so let us know in the comments in in a you know a, a normal way. Don't get crazy. Uh, what do you think about uh, this acquisition? What do you think about uh, the future of uh, those games under Xbox and uh, the possible exclusivity? Uh, what would you like to see from that? What do you think will happen? Might be different for me. You know they're. I, I feel like this is what I would do. This is what I want them to do. This is what they probably will do. I'm all over the place on this topic. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's try to keep this away from some kind of uh, console war discussion because it's not the point. And, um, yeah. Nor, nor do – I'm not going for you guys, but nor do I care about – like, if you want to start having console war discussion, I'm not interested. Well, luckily, part, so. this community, we don't really yeah. have those conversations. So Completely um, uninterested. Yeah. So yeah, it's I I like video games. That's my stance. That's that's the flag I've planted. So um, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. It's that time where we reflect on episodes and we read your comments. If you'd like your comment to be considered, type in hashtag STLG on your comment, and I will pick it. Otherwise, I pick at random, and we have uh, one episode to read comments on. So it's gonna be real quick and simple, and. Uh, 
Yeah. So uh, we did another taste cast like a week ago. Last time. No, that was me and you. Chris mm-hmm. wasn't there. We reacted. Chris hated us that week. He, yeah, Chris. There's like three episodes. We're like, hey, Chris. He's like, fuck you. We're like, why are you talking like Sony? And he's like, I am Sony. Sony, man. And we just didn't hear I from him for a week. Sony. <laughs> now this week, he's like, I'm Xbox. It's all fun. It's all games. I'm just going to buy hey, a couple hi. companies. <laughs> I'm just splurging money right now. It's no big deal. I'm chill. Um, so anyway, we reacted to uh, the Elden Ring leaks. Uh, didn't get in trouble, so that's great. Uh, and uh, talked about Outriders. My very ignorant. I've only gotten past the first like cinematic uh, uh, opinions on that. And uh, the Alien game. So make sure to go back and check that episode out if you're curious about any of that. Chris, did you see the Elden Ring leaks? Uh, no, I'm looking at it right now, though. Because um, I know you liked Dark Souls. I almost said Dark Siders. Dark Souls 3. And and so, also, yes. And Bloodborne. Um, so, uh, do you have any, uh, excitement for Elden Ring? Are you looking forward to it? Anything you're looking forward of it possibly maybe doing? It's going to be an open world Dark Souls game, essentially. So mm-hmm. I'm always excited for any kind of Dark Souls game. And this is supposed to be heavier on the fantasy style. So I really like that, that appeal, that aesthetic to it. Yeah. The wizard so I'm looks like a wizard. They do. So. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had more to say, so I was like, just waiting. I was like, okay, we're just no, gonna hang, no, we're just I hanging just, out now. I just want to see more on it because you know yeah. I enjoy, I really enjoy the Dark Souls style games and fantasy, sure. heavy fantasy, really appeals to me. So now I don't want to talk about this too much because people need to go back and watch the episode. But if they want to hear about it, you know what we thought on it. But one thing I I thought would be really cool when thinking about a Dark Souls game in an open world is the idea of like multiplayer. They haven't said anything about that. They've almost said nothing about this game. Um, mm. but, uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, that'd be so sick to like, have like just straight up, no bullshit multiplayer in like a dark soul style game in an open world and explore that world. Cause like, you know, from software's fucking level design is like second to no one. So like, it'd be so cool to explore that with people, especially with like, you know, those heavier fantasy, uh, influences in it. So it'd be, mm-hmm. I don't know, it'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get yeah. to the comments. First one we got is from Simon Borderline, Dumpster Fire Randall, which says, Dude, I know Chevy's always hitting me with facts and logic. I should get into the habit of taking notes when he chimes in on my comments. I kind of get caught up in these labyrinths of thought and I start overthinking and I start sweating and stressing on stuff. And then Chevy just blows all my doubts away with a few words of wisdom. I remember him telling me I'm allowed to be a gamer girl, even if I don't like Ratchet and Clank and that I be a winner if I just be me kind of change my look on things. You can apply a lot of what he says to in real life stuff as well. Sure, you got any wisdom? I don't mean wisdom, but I, I definitely am a fan of, of short and, and sweet instead of overcomplicated. So I'm glad that uh, I'm able to even a little bit enlighten you. I'm being a gamer girl for not liking Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Chris, got any opinions on Chevy's wisdom and uh, gamer girls and... Uh other things you know things i was making a comparison the other day to people in the free company and dragon ball z character i won't go into too many de- deep details about it but i equated to chevy being the piccolo of the group just kind of man a few words and just quick to uh solve problems type of dude who will abuse another man's kid <laughs> <laughs> by throwing him in front of t-rexes and into rivers and stuff he really hey, fucked that he kid learned. up he, he learned. did he did learn for sure um I don't even like kids. 
That's why exactly. I get the wrong part of T-Rex. Like, I don't want this. Why are you giving me this? I don't want that. You can take your Gohan back. Uh, All right. So he appreciates that, and uh, we appreciate you for your comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one we got mm-hmm. is Nick Raintree, which says, Been getting back into Division 2, Seth. The New York expansion is good. Uh, for your information, though, whatever character you go to New York with, you can't come back to D.C. until the New York campaign is completed. They're rerunning seasons one through four from last year as well. I missed all those as I wasn't playing Division in 2020, so excited to reap the rewards. So uh, this is in reference to me talking about I hopped into Division 2 for a split second because Josh uh, was playing it and wanted to play with me, and then when I showed up, he just disappeared. He ghosted me like a motherfucker. And... uh, and so, you know, I'm like, eh, Division 2 is pretty fun. I forgot. I haven't played in a while. And apparently Nick's also playing it right now as well. Uh, that's good information to know because I didn't know that you had to complete it. Luckily, um, I wasn't really thinking about going back to DC right now uh, until I beat it. So I would have been right on track with that. But uh, I'm playing Remnant from the Ashes right now. And uh, there's like different campaigns you can play. And I started one and now I can't play the other campaign that I wanted to play also until I finish this one. So a different game, but kind of a similar thing. Uh, it's, it's good to know that going into it, so I don't, you know, make a decision like that. But uh, I, I'm already in the expansion, so I can't go back, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, the running seasons one through four, which is cool to hear because uh, sometimes I get kind of worried about missing out on a season. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate copying a game, and I'm like, man, I'll never get that shit. So, like, yeah, when they revisit seasons, um, I appreciate that, or at least some kind of means to maybe purchase stuff from prior seasons or something. So. Um, thank you for the information and uh, I think you told me where you're playing it we should definitely play it sometime because I know Josh is playing it I want to play it Cody was confused people play it at all I brought it up to him he's like people play Division 2 I'm like I guess a lot of people like uh, people play all Ubisoft games and nobody talks about it yeah it's weird it's like a club if you're not in it you're not in it um, so yeah we'll have to play sometime um, and thank you for the comment do you guys have anything to say about that? Division 2, you guys playing it, want to play it, thinking about coming back to it, waiting for Division 3? No, none of the above. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, me too. You bought on PC, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Man, I I have it on fucking PlayStation. Doesn't he have it on both? Yeah, he does, okay. I think. He, didn't you play it on PlayStation? Maybe. Wait. Maybe he, I think he played the beta with us and then he bought on PC because I never played with him I don't know if I, I did either I'm pretty now. sure I played Division 2 most there's just like myself. one day out of nowhere Chris <laughs> is like I bought Division 2 on PC and I was like who, who are you going to play it with because <laughs> we're all over on Playstation and I was like god damn it I wish I had it on PC I could I could remedy <laughs> that I could fix that real quick I just haven't but uh, I'd have to double check I'd have to double check yeah I, I I definitely want to hop back in. I want to beat the expansion because I think the Division 2 is very solid. Um, and I, I'm waiting for Division 3. I fucking, I, I like Division. So um, And Division 2 is way better than the first one. So uh, Storyline-wise, you know, you can have your opinion there, obviously. And there's some things about the first one that were good. But I think 2 overall was just, like, addicting. I played I'm like, ooh, I could play this, like, for a while. So, uh, yeah, kind of did the Destiny 2 thing there. Um so yeah, yeah, though I kind of dropped it once I got to end game. Um, like division. Well, not for the same reasons though. Yeah. Division, I like wanted to keep playing, and uh, there was nothing for me to do. Division two, um, 
the the world tier system. Well, they didn't have the full. They didn't have the end game finished. No, but they did have some stuff still, yeah. and, and then um, the new enemy type. Uh, until you get better gear was kind of annoying at first. And I was just like, do I really, because like, I feel like I'm just starting over. Do I really want to do this again? So I just, I don't know. I felt kind of like I was starting over, even though I'd put all that time. Yeah. In. I just so, feel like it would have been different if their full, uh, end game that they were advertising since the game released was all out at once. Cause like they had like the raid and stuff that took a while to come out. Yeah. They had like new classes and all sorts of shit. So, um, yeah, I, cause that's, I, I was also playing the end game and kind of going through, the stuff and i was enjoying it but i was like oh, i'll come back when they've like released all the content I, I haven't come back yet so yeah okay and then the last comment we got is also from simon borland dumpster fire randall which says uh it's in multiple parts we'll just go one at a time uh Elden ring has big old potential man from software does one thing i bloody don't see many games do and very few open world games of a similar type do aka rewarding exploration let that be a secret area with an optional boss an item that'll change your play style for the rest of the game etc actual meaningful rewards games tend to dilute when the studio makes a sudden jump from linear to semi-open games to open world uh open worlds uh from software has been taking uh Taking it slow, though they have a working formula crafted through the Three Souls games and Bloodborne and Sekiro, and you can see that while they have been planning to open their games up, uh, they're not taking hippo bites, uh, which is great for slowly <laughs> learning how to spread out the content. I'm sure a bunch of people are like, ha, I know what that is. Um <laughs> Uh, spread out the content that makes their games fun over larger and larger areas, whereas they started going full-scale open world out of nowhere. They could end up with a ton of filler content and quantity over quality when trying to vomit the game world full of features and items that would be there for the sake of being there, which even the big open world studios fall victim to. Feature bloat isn't good game design. It's inconsistent flexing on work hours and budget. I feel like you're just calling out Ubisoft. Um, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, it's funny cause certain games I'm like, I could explore, but is there a point? Uh, I'll explore and see if there's stuff. Eh, sometimes there's stuff cool. And then I'll play a game and I, I'm like, ah, I wonder if exploration is really mad, really matters in this game. And I'll find stuff every once in a while. I'm like, okay, they actually rewarded. That's cool. I'm thinking about this almost every game I ever play. I never think about it in from software games. I just look in every nook and cranny. It's not, I'm not even thinking about it in the sense of like, wow, they, they reward exploration. It's so well rewarded that it's never even a thought in my fucking mind. I'm just like, what's over here? And there's always something there. It always leads to something. There's always something in every direction. If they allow, it's all so designed that if they allow you to go there, there's a reason to the point where like, you can look at a cliff side. And if I play any from software game, I'm like, is there something down the cliff? Or are there people leaving notes going like, yeah, jump, find out. I don't know if it's real or not. Because sometimes there is shit down there. Yeah. And sometimes people are assholes and they're like, yeah, do it. Just jump off. Yeah, note systems, uh, real tricky. Yeah. And so uh, the, from software is so um, exact and precise mm. on their design when it comes to everything, really. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why people really love their games in general is everything's so... Um, exactly how they wanted it uh nothing feels like i'm gonna bring up remnant from the ashes real quick uh it's procedurally generated the maps and you can kind of feel that 
Uh, it's neat because it's random every time you reload your campaign, mm. but the world feels less designed. It feels like yeah. they, you know, like early Warframe where it's just like this room again, this room again, and that's fine. I, I like the gameplay. From software is the exact opposite of that. Everything yeah. is just handcrafted. Yeah. There's you're not going here for no reason ever. There's like everything mm-hmm. is is planned and uh, and yeah. So when it comes to exploration being rewarded, there are no accidents. Uh, there's plenty of accidents. You run against a wall and the camera goes up your ass, and then the boss kills you or you run off a cliff. Those are accidents. But when it comes to exploring, um, they're very good at what they do. And so putting that in open world is really exciting for me because they they haven't done it yet and so i I don't know how they're gonna handle it but i've only seen what they've done before and it's been immaculate so not trying to really overhype from software i'm saying ubisoft um but uh there there really is no example of them being bad at it so yeah i I mean i agree and uh yeah map bloat and all that stuff i agree uh you know it depends on the game but some games really kind of like uh it's just bad design so yeah thoughts anything you guys want to add to that i mean i generally prefer linear experiences over open world experiences and i do feel part of that is because um you're being presented things that were designed for you to see and stuff like that versus in an open world a lot of times they are just filling space so um and i am inclined to in both situations kind of get lost and and look at everything so um i think FromSoft is definitely um, very conscious of of their design process, as I think anyone who's even played one of the games would would undoubtedly agree with. Um, and I I can't see them not taking that philosophy into open world. So, yeah. um, though I very unlikely will even like pick up the game, uh, I I am excited to see what they do with open world because. Um, I have nothing but respect and admiration for uh, from software and their game design. So, yeah, yeah, you guys pretty much nailed it. FromSoft is so well thought out in all of their game design. I don't even feel like I'm not playing an open world game sometimes. Like playing Dark Souls Three is when I play the most of their games, and everything, everything has a purpose for being there, and nothing feels like you're just kind of stuck. There's always somewhere unique to go. I mean, the first time I beat the game, I went back and played through it again. I found entirely different paths. I had no idea it was even there with whole new bosses and stuff like that. These worlds are so well-designed and so full of content that I think an open world was just the next step for them. And that I think they're going to – I really think they're going to excel at this. They they are really good at laying out maps to be really interconnected, not even just like design-wise, but like story and flow-wise. They all interconnect with each other and just this immense amount of details, just even like objects on the ground are connected to storyline that you would have no idea unless you really mm. paid attention to it. So <clears throat> the attention to detail, I think, is there strong suit i don't think it's gonna fall short on open world content for them a lot of games yeah they can feel very bloated of weird content in open world games but i don't think from software is gonna have a problem with this at all yeah yeah i'm really curious to see how they implement their what they're kind of famous for but like their environmental lore telling uh storytelling uh you find out a lot about the world by you know finding things and reading things stuff like that and kind of taking hints and that could definitely be really interesting in open world um situation but also i said this on the episode but uh they already are able to put in like 
side bosses that you don't have to fight into their games. Mm -hmm. They're essentially just like a hallway that leads to other hallways that lead to other hallways that, uh, you know, give you the illusion that you're heading somewhere. You see on the distance a place you're going to, and eventually you're there. So they're already kind of like giving this illusion you're being on a, you're on a journey anyway. Um, now they're letting you do it. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in that kind of format of gameplay, they already have like all these little secrets and like, uh, you know, bosses, uh, secondary bosses you can fight that, you know, don't, you know, don't have to fight them. And that I feel like is definitely going to be at play in an open world game by them. Um, they've already kind of set the groundwork and kind of like what Simon said, like they've already kind of set the groundwork with their prior games moving up to this. This is just another evolution in that <clears throat> mixture they're making. They, I mean, the, all the games have similarities, but they tried different things with each property. For sure. I think Sekiro is the biggest departure from it, but it still is very much like a souls game. And, uh, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, moving into this territory, I feel like there's going to be a lot of similarities, but also now they're playing with open worlds, so now they can get really kind of interesting and creative with stuff that they can only do in that. And uh, that's going to be really... I'm, I'm really excited at that prospect because I feel like they, like he said, and like we're all kind of saying here, they've been kind of working up towards this. So <clears throat> should be really cool to see. For sure. Uh, continuing yeah. the comment, because it's a big one, uh, he continues... Plus, Elden Ring is allegedly meant to be more like Souls games instead of Sekiro in terms of customization, which I'm here for. One thing I just didn't like about Sekiro is how repetitive it can get when you're locked into one style of gameplay with one character that you can't customize in any way beyond tweaking stats and getting some utility abilities. You'll still be the wolf using the same katana, watching the same animations, and every now and then when you need it, you throw in some prosthetic uh, game... Or, prosthetic play or whatever spreading and balancing the kind of game content souls games tend to have over open world won't be easy but from has routine um i think it's a really good point uh i like sekiro but i don't like it as much as dark souls or bloodborne and bloodborne and dark souls are more similar to each other than Sekiro is. Uh, and I applaud them for trying like this more <clears throat> specific character story oriented game with some features that the other games just don't have. But I do kind of like in Dark Souls that like they have these ambiguous stories of a hero character going to this, you know, fucked up land and trying to like, uh, you know, defeat these like monsters that are essentially like conquering a mountain. Um, there is something cool about having this play style. And then I can also play a barbarian. I can play a caster and I can have these different adventures through this challenging environment. Whereas in Sekiro, uh, it can get repetitive because you're just the wolf. You have those moves, you get new moves with him, but it's always him. It's his story. And so, um, kind of going back to that formula, I think is what people want. Yeah. I, people loved Sekiro at one game of the year, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's a great game. I'm not trying to talk shit, but that really, really, I don't believe that. Um, but uh, but then we found out also that's like 10% of the vote. 10% of the vote yeah. is people. So that was the committee that, that picked that. And that makes sense now because I was like, no fucking way. People love that game, but there's so much more hype about the other games. It was insane. But anyway, um, I think people are going to be more at home with a open world souls game. So, and I, I'm excited to be able to make my character and hopefully play multiplayer with people. That's, I didn't hear that from anywhere. That's just something I keep bringing up. Cause that's what I want. 
from that game is to be able to play like a multiplayer. It'd be awesome to play like a warrior type character and have like a caster character with me or whatever. Um, I would definitely be inclined to play at that point. Dragon's Dogma 2, I want that too. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing mm-hmm. out there. Capcom. <laughs> Capcom, do it. They're flirting with it. They're playing around. They're thinking about it. Capcom's in a good place right Quit now. Flirting and commit, motherfucker. True. Put a ring on it. Um, you guys got thoughts on uh, Sekiro and them kind of revisiting the formulas people are more uh, yeah, I, I couldn't contribute to that part at all so any thoughts chris i i would i i really like the the dark souls and bloodborne formula of character creation it it just lends i mean like you said it's nice that the second year they they went something different they try to make a character story you know a, a game based on the character a specific character in their story but for me from soft games are at their core, those games you make your own character and you customize them to your play style. It gives so much more play replayability to the games. Whereas like Sekiro, I, I've never played Sekiro, but from what I understand, it's just like they said, you're the same guy, you have the same set of moves, it's the same weapon. It's just you're re, you're just speed running at that point, trying to get better at progressing the same content faster and faster and faster and faster. Whereas like I replay Dark Souls so much because I can make new characters every time it feels fresh every time because it's a new style of how I can play it and challenges are different depending on what my builds are. So I really mm. hope that they have that style of character development. Yeah. And definitely seems like they are. So um really excited for that. I also way off topic, way off topic. I just saw that I'm wearing a PlayStation shirt and I critiqued Xbox for like 30 minutes. So I'm fucked. Oh, yeah. People are going to get pissed the whole time they were watching and they're like, this motherfucker, this PlayStation just seen red, this Sony ponies fucking talking about Xbox. Like he knows Xbox. Um, um, well, while we're talking about Sony and souls games, Sony, where's the fucking blank check for bloodborne Two? You have any idea how many people would buy? Well, if they can get their hands on one PS fives for that. So, True. Wait, what Shelly's saying is Sony should buy from software. I'm not saying that. <laughs> do it, I dare you. But I, I, do, think I do think they need to pay for Bloodborne 2. Bloodborne 2 is going to be an event. I'm, I'm fucking, I love Bloodborne. Apparently everybody does. A lot of people. Yeah. Love, like that, anytime it gets mentioned online, I just see. When, before Sekiro came out, they released a picture of like a bloody chain and people are like, Bloodborne 2. I'm like it's oh, just a yeah. it's a chain. Like they blood, want it, dude. Bloodborne. Um, I, I just can't believe like the hints are so like they're not even hints. They're just blatantly people being like, "Give me this game," and both companies are like, mm, no. People 24 seven, 360 days of the year are just screaming, "Fucking bloodborne!" I <laughs> and from software's going, "Hmm, what should we make next? Hmm, is there a game you guys want?" People are like. Whoa. And then I'm in that crowd going, Armored Core, Armored Core. Don't listen to these guys. I want I Bloodborne 2. Make it, make it, make it. Twitter recently said that too, actually. Dude, it, there's, uh, every once in a while, like, there'll be, like, a little pop-up of a bunch of people going, like, hey, can we get Armored Core? People are like, Bloodborne 2. <laughs> I'm like, stop. They're going to make that 100%. Just let's fucking, let's just get the Armored Core thing happening. God, that'd be amazing, too. Yeah. Imagine a modern day one of those. And dude, it's been so long and the last one wasn't the, was the worst one they made. That's like every, all of them are great and then the last one they made was like okay. And then we still haven't gotten one. It's like what the fuck, dude? Well, especially with everything they've learned since then too, like in game design. Man. Well, there's all these people too going like it should be like fucking Dark Souls. I'm like no. Oh, no, no. Armored Core is our dude. They already had a game that nobody's made. 
And it was fantastic. Anyone who plays those games loved those games. Make Armored Core. Don't make it into a Dark Souls game. Uh, just make Armored Core. I want to be able to customize my fucking mech, fight other mechs, do random missions that I get to pick, have a story, play out. I want a fucking machine gun and a sword, and I want to bounce around. Have a 100-level you know, arena mode where you try to fight your way through the ranks. Yeah, that would be amazing. Where's the mech games at? Oh Armored Core Muso? Yeah. There's the one uh, that was on Switch and is on PC now. Damon Machina? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Anyway. Gundam Damon X Machina. Yeah. Yeah. That game was okay, but it felt a little hollow. But you could definitely tell people who had worked on Armored Core. Made it. Made that, yeah. yeah. I, I get worried that from software is doing the epic thing when it comes to like Fortnite, let's axe all of our projects that aren't making this kind of money. Yeah. And just going like, look, people really love dark souls and bloodborne. We need to play around in these parameters and these parameters alone. Fuck armored core. And that would be devastating to me, but I feel like that's what's going on. Literally just go like from soft is making a game and people are going to be like, okay. Yeah. At this point, they can make some kind of like fucking, uh, they can make Barbie a, they horse could, adventure. Yeah, they can make a puzzle game. People are like, yes, finally, from the makers of Dark Souls, a puzzle game. It's so unforgiving. Unforgiving. I there is one piece missing. If you fuck this puzzle up once, you got to restart the whole bitch. Puzzles backwards. You got to put the right piece in the right spot. If you put one piece wrong, the whole thing just scatters. Yeah, when it scatters, it fucking. As soon as you're about to do that, just crazy orchestral music starts up, and it just goes boom and slow mo, and all the pieces go flying, and it's just like you lost. I say it's just slowly, and then you just get a new puzzle there. every time. Every time it fails, you get a new puzzle. People would play that. I would play that. I don't really like puzzle games. Just a super intense, like fucking. My heart rate just goes up. Fucking as soon as this phase starts and the puzzle. Funny, it's just this real chill game, but it just has crazy music. <laughs> it's just Puyo Souls. That was hard to say. It's just chill like that, and then when it gets crazy, the music gets kicks up, and it's like fucking really intense, and you're like, "I'm gonna die!" <laughs> All right, Harvest Moon Blood Souls. Yeah. Slow living with crazy music. <laughs> uh, I think we've added a bit to the response to your comment. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for the comment, Simon. <laughs> thank you for the comment, Nick. Thank you both of you for commenting this week thanks guys and uh yeah so if you guys want your comments read uh hashtag ask tlg on the comment otherwise i pick a random and that i think is going to do it for this episode of taste cast episode 137 as always thank you for watching make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode make sure to check out our other episodes check us out on social media and our streams links down below uh check out our discord link down below you can talk to us anytime all time we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us if we have a patreon uh if you'd like to support the channel further than liking commenting sharing this video and subscribing if you're brand new and yeah my name's seth i'm chevy i'm chris until next episode, we are out of focus. Hopefully, we go back and focus by the next episode. A couple times this episode. Yeah. I think it's because ca- I got the camera aiming towards you, and it always doesn't like your face because you got a lot of gear on your <laughs> face. I got lots of stuff happening. But now here. I also have gear on my face, and I have a beard, so I think the camera's just like, I think humans are in front of me. Um, could what, be, what am I looking at? These are either bushes with eyes, or they're fucking <laughs> humans that don't look like humans. I'm trying, I promise. Um, 
yeah, until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.